Nice. Nice. Excellent. I heard oh, I heard nice. someone's clap that time, so I know we're locked in. Ugh. Locked in. Tight. Toit. In the pocket. That's a music uh, biz uh, colloquialism. I've never I've never been in the pocket. But just like Moses hearing of the promised land, I've heard that it's great when it happens. Was Moses in the pocket? Yeah, Moses he, was in the he was uh, writing down those commandments. Yeah, he was yeah, deep in the was, pocket. Moses was deep in, in God's pocket until like he hit a rock. And I guess maybe you guys know the story better than I do. He like hit the rock and the water came out. And then he was like, I'm so mad at you guys always complaining. And God was like, no, you're supposed to say thank you to me for the water. Now you never get to go to the promised land. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much true. how it happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be such a bummer. You'd like wander around the desert for like 40 years. Is God just like corporate America? I feel like when I, when I was a kid, <laughs> you read those stories like in school and church and whatever, and it was like, yeah, fucking idiot should have done what Moses and God said. And now you go back and you think about it now and you're like, I probably... <laughs> I would have done the same shit. I don't know. It seems pretty Moses shitty. Put, Moses I, put up with that for 40 years. I feel like my, they got done pretty dirty. I don't know. My favorite story about Moses is how he goes up the mountain to literally get the word of God. And what's he? He's gone like a week. And yeah, he comes yeah. down and they're worshiping golden idols. And they're just like sucking and fucking. And, like and, he's, like, and he's like, what the hell? God, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it wasn't gone that long. God literally just freed us from the Egyptians. Like, fine. I, I don't know why he's Jerry Seinfeld. He was Jewish. You right? what? <laughs> time on these idols, guys? <laughs> I was gone five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to be my headcanon. Moses was Jerry Seinfeld. Most of the True. most of the characters in the Bible sound like Seinfeld to me. I've never heard of Jesus. Oh so no, is that a crow, Cohen? Crow? What's up with this Christ? <laughs> what are you a Christian? <laughs> so then he's up from the grave three days later. I can't do impressions, but you get it. You, you read the Bible in a Seinfeld voice. Do yourself a yeah. favor. Also, listen to uh, uh, what song is it? Oh, the coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine, but then just have a picture of Seinfeld up. Oh, That's sure. What I mean. How, how much would you have to pay? Cage. How much would you have to pay Jerry Seinfeld to do a a full reading of the Bible audiobook? <laughs> In character, <laughs> not just like flat whatever. Yeah. I want the whole cast then of Seinfeld. <laughs> To be all different characters. Are there enough Who characters is- in Seinfeld to play all of the people in the Bible? That Kramer definitely roles? needs. Kramer needs to be J- Judas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got thirty pieces of silver, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's cash money. Oh fucking! What you can't just betray Christ. <laughs> Kramer, go- <laughs> I'll give him a kiss. You just have to point. No, kiss him. Better that way. It was uh, uh, Thomas, uh, uh, the the the. You betray Jesus scene. with a kiss. Uh. <laughs> Pretending not to know Jesus—that's a very George thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Lord and Savior guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is unironically oh. one of the best bits that we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, that's Seinfeld, really... if you're listening, I mean Jerry or the whole cast. Yeah, I'm assuming you all kind of gather together to listen to the podcast. <laughs> you got. Why do don't it. the episodes come out every two weeks anymore? <laughs> I miss the content. 
Why do we have to wait a year point. for another bag or so? Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. Is the, the cold open is now over. <laughs> Back everybody Ice to cold the dog shop. <laughs> Season eight, episode four. I'm Tom, joined today by Tori Corey. Tori Corey. No, I'm Sam. I'm doing a terrible Jerry Seinfeld impression. You kind of just sound like a ghost from like uh, <laughs> what's the it was the Scrooge, a Christmas t- story. No, it is. It's canon. Carol. It's canon that all ghosts are Jewish. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Because they didn't I'm accept hunt the Lord's you things. Hey, you want me to? You want I should hunt you? <laughs> Boo and oy vey and all. They all sound like that one old guy from The Simpsons. Do a do a. You're spending like pretend you're looking over the shoulder like you're seeing my like uh, electricity internet bill. Oh, you not- gotta make make sure you turn the lights off when you leave a room. Look at this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> We shouldn't be spending this much on electricity. <laughs> what would your mother think? <laughs> Being haunted by a shysty Jew. <laughs> uh, all he does is, is complain about how you us? like the things you buy and how you're spending <laughs> he gets your money. Like the, you get the ghost hunter crew with like Zach Baggins in your house. <laughs> all right, spirit. We're here now. How, what do you have to say? How much did you spend on that? That's whatever ghostograph or whatever they use the spectrograph. <laughs> huh? The readings keep printing out. Save money. Hmm, that's weird. Oh, did you see that? That quarter just moved. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's <laughs> okay. really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> okay, I'm normal. Uh, What's up? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at the topic list. It's been a while. Uh, you know, while. there's. I've been putting a lot of random thoughts in there, but hey, I think I th- there's only more. one I of us to be better at it. There's only one of us that did something since the last episode. And it's actually why this episode was delayed. Jerry Seinfeld. So please don't write us again. True. Yeah. Um, Stop with the writing. I don't want to be on your cars and coffee show, okay? Yeah, leave us alone, okay? We're yeah. not interested. I have coffee at home. Why would I get in a car with you and drive to a coffee shop? That sounds miserable. Quit trying to use our clout, Jerry Seinfeld. Quit it. True. We're sorry that you fell off. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to leave it all to Tom. Tom, tell us, tell us what you did the American dream. You did the impossible. You did what 90% of our generation won't get to do. You ha ha! I bought a house! Yeah. Against the odds. Against all odds. Especially now. Damn, that's just, that's, it's hard yeah. to do. The market was wild. I don't remember if we talked about it at all. I don't think so we did far, on the podcast. Just like the house hunting part. Okay. Well, basically, at least in this part of the country, it's crazy. There's not enough houses on the market to meet demand. So when a house does come up, 
there's literally like 60 eyes on it, like 60 showings like within the first weekend. It's crazy. We lucked out in that we... So we lucked out both selling and buying, which was kind of a miracle in and of itself. Because we sold at the peak last summer, which was really nice. And then we bought just before it skyrocketed again going into the summer this year. So we uh, we managed to kind of come out on top on both sides, which is nice. But um, it was, still was crazy even when it was like slower, slower air quotes. You want to say like how, how long were you like actively looking like I'm pre-approved, let's buy a house. Like how, how long was, was that process? Uh, let's see. So we started actually like looking at houses in January of this year. Okay. And we didn't get an accepted offer until end of March or beginning of April, I think. That's pretty rough. Yeah, no, that's not actually, I mean, that's not too that's bad. That's not as but bad I mean, as like some people I, have. I, I mean, I guess it depends on how actively you're, lo- like how many places you're actually moving on. That's what I was going to say. You were clearly on, right? on it. If you were clearly like on Yeah, yeah. You if you're your like, game, oh, we've been looking right. for a few months and then you see like one or two really good ones and then you get the second one. Like that's whatever, but. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think like you, at least from what you were saying and like when, when this was going on, you were like, you guys were actively like way up on and like moving on a bunch of places that, yeah, that we're, we were pretty out. much, we were pretty much on the realtor app 24 seven. And we like looked at a lot of houses, like the day they went at Louis were listed. Um, and we have like somewhat of a restrictive price range in this area. Um, meaning like it's. Well, all the prices for houses are like super inflated right now because of demand. So like higher in our price range could be anything between like a house that's like appropriately priced or a shed in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like some houses had been on the market for like, I don't know, like since last summer and they haven't sold. And then you're like, okay, well, we'll go look at it. And it's just kind of dumpy. And it's just like way overpriced, but nobody wants to budge because they're like looking for that easy paycheck. Yeah. Um. So there was a lot of that. We put I think three or four offers in, and they all got rejected, which is a super bummer. Because you go into That's a tough, yeah. No matter how much you like fight it, you go into a house and then you envision yourself living there. You kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you get a little bit attached. The first couple we were really attached to because they're really cool houses. In hindsight. I'm glad we didn't get them because they were old and needed a ton of work. So that would have been a whole other can of worms. Dude, but. one thing like that you just said that I remember too when I was looking, and Sam, I bet you probably saw this too. When you, <laughs> I can't believe <clears throat> how many crack houses there are in the oh, same yeah. price bracket as normal. Like, oh yeah, I'd live here places. Like yeah, it's I, it's we, like two to one crack houses to like normal play, and I'm not talking like uh, this isn't like bottom of the barrel like poverty mode like budget like these are yeah. like normal houses that are just like totally like just shitted out they're just terrible in every way. We were uh, house hunting years ago, and and true story, we went to one place and there was police tape up, and the window <laughs> was smashed in, and they met us there and they're like, oh, we meant to tell you that this has been canceled yesterday because some homeless people broke in and stabbed each other. In here. <laughs> oh, oh damn. <laughs> That's a that's a true story. Uh, dude, a real thing that yeah, happened. like every every house that I looked at was a crack house, except for this one and one other house. Like it was like a it was like the ready or not level. It was like 
Except for the one I ended up in and like one other one. It's crazy how many people are trying to sell just like garbage. We went to one place and it was a really, really small house. Like I already live in a small house, uh, but this was probably a third of the size of the house that I do live in. And uh, it was nice and cheap. But then you went down to the basement and it was flooded. It was actively flooded. We were looking around (laughs) this time of year. Like up to our ankles, and wow, on, okay. there, was, there was a sheet down there that they'd left for anybody viewing the apartment, and it was like, yeah, the basement floods, but it's never gone above our knees. Like, like <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh good. my god! And I well, just remember like laughing my butt off. Just wear like, shorts. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah, it floods all the time, but hey, it's never gone above our knees. You're not gonna drown down there. Was there anything so, down there, like laundry or? Yeah. Oh yeah, they had like their washing machines and everything. That's so down there. funny. They had moved out of the house like a long time before that, and you know, it was one of those things they were trying to sell after they'd moved. Ugh. I don't know <laughs> if this is like a uniquely Minnesota thing too. I feel like we have way older houses than most places, and I don't know. Wh- I don't know why that is. It depends on the area. Like, there's like yeah. suburby, like new sub. There's a lot of new suburbs around the Twin Cities area in Minnesota that are like. 90s to early 2000s built um like cul-de-sacs and houses and everything sure and they're all so, like, mean, new but new construction is typically really fast and kind of haphazard and shitty <laughs> so i live in a in a blue collar town and uh all of the houses like in my neighborhood and the surrounding neighborhoods not the whole city but definitely where i live when the plant opened up they just mass mass produced houses so that the workers would have places to live yeah and uh they're all, I mean, it's it's almost all carbon copies of each other, you know, three-story if you count the business, uh, count the basement. I call the basement the business center. That's where business I am right center. now. No, I, <laughs> and, uh, um, so yeah, that's, that's where all of our houses came from, but they're all from the 50s. Yeah, that's like a pretty common yeah. story, like, throughout the state, it seems like, especially, like, up... Up in like Duluth Superior area, and then up on the range or like in the UP, it's all like mining towns yeah. or like shipping towns. So there was tons of houses built in the era when that was like in its heyday, which is and crazy. That's it's kind of where it resided now. It's, it's crazy how much we've like lost sight of that because now like they'll open up a Walmart or an Amazon warehouse, but like they don't care at all about where people are going to live. It's like you figure that out. They don't even take like the housing market into account. It's funny how, like, it seems way more sensible. Like, in the 50s, they're like, well, we'll open up this plant, but the people are going to need affordable, good places to live, so let's build let's those build at the same time. build houses and not giant condos and apartment complexes. <laughs> Have you guys heard that Amazon's going to start opening up, like, encampments? <laughs> like, just, like, live-in communities or whatever they're calling them so that yeah, you can... Yeah, what's wrong? That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> great yeah, What space. could possibly go wrong? Literally, like, army style, where you'll, like, stay in the barracks <laughs> and then just... The Amazon over. barracks. Maybe you get free uh, Amazon Prime subscription though, that you can like, watch TV in your barracks. They'll hang a little. I'm sure you get Amazon Prime Video. Bed. Yeah, nice. that is a terrifying like forewarning of the future. Like as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Oh no, that's where we're going." No, real no, quick. No. <laughs> I will not live in the pod. I will not eat the bugs. Corey will be well established. He'll get to like live in the high rise. He'll get to live in like the nice Amazon. Yeah, barracks. it's gonna be like, um, oh fuck, what was that? Um, what was that Netflix show? Oh, uh, Ultra Car- Carbon. Yeah, it's Ar- going to be Ultra oh, yeah. Carbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll live yeah. above the clouds. <laughs> yeah. On what was that thing called? Cloud Nine? Um, Was it? I can't remember. I think it was or something like that. Man, they really fumbled that show hard. Yeah, the second season was dog shit. 
I need to watch the first season again because I remember loving it. I haven't watched it since. I know the ending was kind of stupid. I think they have, but um, I think that show has a problem, like being a visual media that it doesn't have from the book that it was adapted from, where like if the premise is like, oh, I guess spoilers, I guess I don't know if <laughs> if your main character can die and have their like consciousness put in another body or whatever on a TV show, that's a different actor. Uh, yeah. and like the screen presence and like everything is totally different. So like you either have to keep making like absolutely banging casting choices or like, I don't know, like there's going to be like ups and downs and stuff. And I, if you're like reading a book, which I think it originally was right. I don't think it has yeah, that it problem. Yeah. There's just that like narrative voice that you just keep reading. But like, yeah, but yeah, I think that, I think that was a problem. It, I'd like kind of fucked everything. For sure. And like it didn't help that they like got new writers for the second season and they happened to be like network TV writers. Why does Netflix keep doing that? I don't <laughs> they know. They get these good shows and they go to the toilet, dude. Because yeah. I, I think that even though they're good and they're solid and like we enjoy them, I don't think they get the banging numbers like Stranger Things. That's true. So then they tried yeah. they tried to like you know, they have to use the resources, so they try to slim down on everything else. And writers are one of the easiest places to save money, and then actors, and then special effects. That's true, and, and probably <clears throat> they're probably just making fifty shows and hoping one, like one of them goes Squid Game. Yeah. Um. Instead of like, well, let's make a few like let's make a few and put a shit ton into them and like hope they work out. I guess. But like, you know, they're kind of they're in a rock and a hard place because I mean Netflix spread so fast that it was like in every living room for a little while there. And so then they made a ton of shows, and guess what? Little percentages of all that audience liked certain shows, but not enough to like justify the spending of it. I remember so you constantly see shows getting canceled in the second yeah. season. I remember um, there was a quote from the Netflix CEO in like it was like 2013 or something, and like back then I didn't get it back then. I didn't know what he was talking about. It was like too small brand because like the world of like streaming video online and stuff was so different. But he said like. He said, we have to become HBO before HBO becomes Netflix. And it was like, yeah. how can they, that doesn't make any, like you're like a million light years ahead of them. Like, what are you talking about? And like, now it happened. Like HBO became Netflix. <laughs> like, yeah. now, now it's like, he was actually totally a hundred. I mean, turns out he was, turns out he knew more about their business than I did. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is crazy. I'm as an audience member, I do catch myself. Like it must be so stressful running those streaming platforms because like I have HBO max right now. And they've done really good. It was like uh, they did House of the Dragon, and then they had The Last of Us, and now Succession is playing. And um, I like all of those shows, right? But already I'm like, well, after Succession is done, what's going to keep me subscribed? And I don't see anything on the horizon. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be cutting it right off. That's an easy <laughs> bit of money to save. And you know that they're all sitting there in their uh, in their meetings like, how are we going to keep people subscribed after this next big next big thing ends? I think um, I this I was just talking to somebody else about this. Uh, it was with Tesla, but it's the same thing. It's like Netflix was there before everybody, right? And there's a ton of value in being first, and they like they realized a lot of that value. But then the position that they're in, they have to learn how to be a good TV studio faster than it takes for the people who are already good TV studios to learn to be tech companies. And, like, yeah. which one of those is harder to do? It's probably harder to do. Yeah. The first um, and, like, it's weird to think about because early on with Netflix, they had, like, very few originals. It was, like, almost entirely licensed TV and movies before all these other studios were like, hey, we actually own the rights to all these. Yeah. 
Well, because because um, for them, they didn't have any of the infrastructure. Like they 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 couldn't stream or like they didn't have any any services to offer themselves. Right. So it's like fuck it. Yeah, you can buy them here. I just I I remember way back when it was like when you saw the Netflix logo on one of the titles, you're like, oh, that's probably really good because they like. Yeah, they went out and grabbed the best possible talent to make stuff, or like have super unique ideas and things. And now, when I see that, it actually like grosses me out most of the time. <laughs> Dude, it's, that's it's just that's true. All yeah. the all the burnout losers who are in like network television have crawled their way into these streaming services and continued to operate as they normally do, and they just make shit, and it's terrible. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. And then you'll have really weird stuff like Quentin Tarantino wants to make a TV series. That would be sick. Yeah, like, and every once in a while, like, I think of, like, Maniac was really good. That one wasn't super early on. Like, every once in a while, like, somebody who has, like, a really good idea can, like, pitch it to Netflix, and they'll be more okay with taking risks than, like, a traditional TV studio or movie studio would otherwise be. Um, Well, I mean, that's starting to change now, and it's starting to become a lot more formulaic. But Well, I think we said this before... Go the really ahead. funny thing is that eventually all these uh, different streaming services, all these streaming services, are going to get combined into one package deal that you'll purchase, and it'll just be cable cycling back in on itself. Satellite <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah, absolutely. There's already people trying that shit. I, Apple tried to do that early on, where they were like, "If you just pay it us did. this yeah, amount, true. you get Netflix, Hulu, and like all these other ones, like a cable service." Yeah, Disney's it doing it with like anywhere. Discovery and Hulu and ESPN, I think. Yeah, it'll probably aren't just the, be like... Wait, aren't those their brands that... Wait, am I... I might be wrong. Well, yeah, they're gobbling them. Like, they didn't have Discovery before they started streaming, I don't think. I think that kind of happened at the same time. Like, wait, they needed Disney to fill out ESPN? theirs. Dan Fox. Oh, shit. Okay, that's kind of wild, actually. Yeah, you're Disney right. owns Fox? I didn't know that. Yeah. Which is pretty hilarious. So they have, like, The Simpsons on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm, I'm laughing about that because it's, like, uh, right now there's a huge, like, war going on between Disney and, like, the far right, like, conservative. <laughs> and Fox News is one of the biggest reporters about it. So so Disney's just playing both sides. Are They're Fox News and Fox, like, the network company, is that the same company? Uh, I assumed. I could be wrong, I suppose. I, yeah, if I remember I feel like it's what not. I read That would be bizarre. On, like, I, I, think... I actually don't think it is. I think really? Disney bought Fox Broadcasting like television, but Fox News, even though they're like this, they're two branches of the same company, but they didn't buy Fox News, from my understanding. Oh. But well, I could be wrong about that. It would be way more corporate dystopian if they did. That'd be hilarious. Oh, I was gonna, I was, I was seriously gonna laugh so hard if they were getting the woke money and the conservative money at the same time. And then, um, I, maybe this was only with baseball. I don't know what happened, but there was Fox Sports. Uh, and Fox Sports is like they, you know, they broadcast like sports, obviously, like NFL, NBA, and uh, MLB, whatever. Um, maybe it was just MLB that did this, um, but I think they split up Fox into like a bunch of different regions, and yeah. then they got bought out by like a casino or something. Yeah, Bali um, Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I think two of the regions of Bali Sports went bankrupt, and now they can't even broadcast baseball games anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, and I bet there's still a blackout so in those regions on MLB TV. I guarantee yeah. it. Oh, like just it's so frustrating. SOL. New Sports baseball so season update. I'm still, I still can't watch Twins or Brewers games. I was just about to say, like, sports is so frustrating these days. Like, I just want to watch football. Do you know how hard it is just to watch football? These days, like, I even gave up and I Googled, like, 
what app will let me watch all of the football? And I only really want to watch the Vikings. And you still have to get like three apps if you want to see like every football Dude, game. Dude, the hard part, it, it, <laughs> I don't know how, like sports are just immovable with cable rights or with like TV yeah. rights. That's the only like, thing keeping if, them alive. Yeah. Like, like if literally. you, if you want to, I remember I was trying to watch the <clears throat> World Baseball Classic when that was going on. And like yeah. other stuff is like this, or like anything in any playoff in any sport is like this. It's like you you just have to have cable, and all cable packages cost the same. If you go and try to yeah. get like Sling or Directv or YouTube TV or like Char- Spectrum, whatever, like it's all like give me seventy five dollars, okay, <laughs> and then you can watch your shit. It's it's so much money. It is nuts. Like the NFL app, like the NFL streaming app, is I think like. Three hundred dollars for six months or something. I don't remember exactly. It was something dumb. I don't remember. Exa- it was too much for me. Like it was too much. Where like I was already having second thoughts. But then you look into it and it still doesn't show you every game. Like you're still gonna miss like half the game. Yeah, MLB TV is like hundred and twenty bucks for a year, I think. And then it like, is, yeah. And Dude, what is F one TV? Co- how can they figure this shit out? But nobody can. Yeah, F one TV is actually like really good. <laughs> Surprisingly, I mean it's not perfect, but there's, but it's like. You pay for it, and you can watch all the replays. You can watch every race they have oh, on yeah. the service. It's, it's If you want to pay, okay. So F1, they have the – um, it, it's called TV Pro, which is like live stream every race on demand. But then there's TV Access, which is $27 a year, and you just can't watch live. You it, like you can watch everything a week after it happens is when it goes up. Yeah. For $27 for the year. That's And F1 is like a – it's like a nine months out of the year sport or something. It's on like mo- almost yeah, all year. It's a long, long That's, season. It's such a sick deal, actually. Or even the streaming tier is just 10, 10 a month. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how other sports can figure this out. It's actually wild. Yeah. It's so it's a lot of American sports. And then like, yeah, it's, there's like IndyCar you can only watch on Peacock. <laughs> yeah. And Dude, Peacock is I'm just so going to watch the replays now because Peacock they, <laughs> Peacock yeah. is my like nemesis because there's a lot of like things I kind of want to watch but not enough to pay for them and they're all on Peacock. It's the worst like the office. app like I'll, service I'll, to try to use. I want to watch The Office. Yeah. And you know what? I want to watch Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> then pay up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it's I like would, the Paramount Plus app too. I won't pay for. I want to watch Survivor, but you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to pay them a monthly fee. <laughs> and like, if you pay for the ad-free tier for like, if I'm watching an IndyCar race live, when they cut to the ad feed for, uh, you know, just like the commercial break that would naturally happen on, if you were watching the IndyCar race on TV, instead cuts to a different feed that just says "We'll be right back" for the same length of time that the ads would be on. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so, but if you watch the replay, they cut all those breaks out. Thank God. Um, so I like, I got it to watch it live, but now I'm like, I'm just gonna watch the replays. Why would I waste like, like, a lot like for a whole race? That's like 30 minutes of ads or something crazy like that. It's just like 30 minutes of just watching a screen that says "We'll be right back," with some like generic lo-fi hip hop playing in the background. <laughs> but yeah. It's wild. All right, looping all the way back around, way back. Yeah. The housing market. House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, I don't even remember where I was. Oh, so we put in like four different offers on different houses we liked. None of them worked out. So by that point, we were getting a little jaded. It was starting to get busier. So we're like, we might not even find a house this year. We might just have to rent for another full year through the summer. 
and then try in the winter when it cools off a little bit. So we got another showing for a house. We went there and we were like almost looking at the house ironically. <laughs> Just like, oh, look, they have a washer and dryer. Uh, that's, oh, that's deck. Oh, really look at this fenced in yard. And like, like sarcastically looking at a house because it's like we were both like we're gonna put an offer on this place and we're not gonna get it so let's just go in assuming that so then we both like didn't uh observe too much when we went for the first showing but then we were like okay well it was a decent enough house we'll go ahead and put in an offer and then we did uh i don't know if either of you have ever had to write a love letter for a house <laughs> no, I've never heard no, of this until I've you told me to about that. it. So basically, my realtor, who's awesome, uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop her, Sarah Kopecky from Kopecky and Co. Best realtor you'll ever interact with. If you think you have a good realtor now, drop them. <laughs> Get Sarah. She's the bomb. She's like the ultimate realtor. Um. She basically she recommends if she was selling your house, she would say don't accept love letters under any circumstances. But if you're buying a house and using her as your agent, she's like always write a love letter, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, so we had written one for a house earlier that we actually really loved that we didn't get, and then I was just like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll write a love letter. So I literally took that letter and then replaced the nouns in it. <laughs> so it'd be like we really loved the yard. It was such a nice yard. <laughs> and like, and then we ended up getting a response to that one. And they were like, yeah, we, they loved the, uh, the love letter and yeah, they're, they're, they just want you to, then they have this, you know, nickel and dime you right at the end, which is always pleasant. Um, so the interesting thing is it was listed as a foreclosure, but when we went to look at the house, and we got all the documents and disclosures from the selling realtor. They said nothing about it being a, a foreclosure. So there's no reference to it at all. Okay. But on the apps, it was listed as one. So we were like, okay, I guess it isn't a foreclosure. Does that change anything for like insurance or like title stuff or like a loan or not? Not really. No, I don't think so. It's it's pretty much the exact same workflow, whether or not you're like interacting directly with a bank or with a, a seller. Okay. So in this case, we were interacting with sellers. And from my understanding, from what we found out later, it was going into foreclosure. Like, so it hadn't actually been foreclosed on and seized by the bank yet, but it was going to be soon. Okay, um, sure. So, yeah, so then we, we get the accepted offer. We're like, okay, sweet, awesome, that's great. Um, there was these... There's going to be, or actually, it already had passed by the time we're recording this episode. There's um, fee hikes from uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae that, funny enough, only punishes people with good credit. It only affects people with like a credit of 650 or above. Yeah. Where I've you seen pay that. more fees depending on your income level, which, like, how was does that, that just, make any sense? Was that just for FHA loans? No, it's that's like across the board. Uh, a lot of the just the general fees for like home purchasing and all that kind of stuff that you would normally pay yeah, or like okay. the normally I guess the bank pays and then you pay them Jeez. go up 
So it's like cool crap. So when we were buying it, it's like these are going to kick in soon. But our lender was super cool, and they were like, "Well, we're going to push to close before these happen, so you don't have to pay you know like thousands of dollars extra for no reason to line somebody's pockets at a bank across the country." <laughs> um, so that was cool, and so they they pitched that to the the sellers, and they're like. We wanted to close on April 12th and move in on April 12th. The sellers were like, "Uh, no, we can't do anything sooner than April 14th, which would be after the fees kick in. So we're like, okay, Jesus. Um, So we worked out that, okay, we'll close on the 12th, but we'll let them live here for two extra days. Uh, Basically as like tenants temporarily. And... It was it was like in the back of my head, I was just like, okay, they just want to have it on the weekend, so it's easier to move out all their stuff. It's like, okay, whatever, that's fine. We can wait two days after we close. So closing time rolls around, that all goes smoothly. Um, then we wait a couple days, and we couldn't move until after three on the Friday. And so we're like, you know, loading up the truck, waiting around. Um, a couple of other things that happen is like I wanted to get internet up and running right away. But if you've ever had an internet installation, they give you a window that's like literally like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, just be home classic. sometime. So we're like, okay, crap. So we're, we're scrambling to be to contact the selling realtor and be like, is it okay if we schedule this? And if he shows up early, can you just let him in? All he has to do is plug in a router. That's all he has to do. And then the sellers were not in contact with a realtor at all. They were like ghosting her entirely. So then we were like, oh, that's kind of weird. You think they would at least just be like cool with it, especially if they're going to be there the whole time. But then there was like some vague stuff like, oh, they're actually going to be out at noon. So we're like, okay, so we can move in at noon. And then they're like, no, you can't move in at noon. It's like, but you said they're going to be gone. (laughs) So we're like, okay, well, we'll just wait till three. Three o'clock rolls around. Load up the moving truck. Buzz to the house. (laughs) We're ready to move into our new home. Except Ding dong, for, we're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Except for when we get inside, there's just shit everywhere. Not like literal feces, but like there's just tons of crap the previous person left. Like tons of stuff all throughout the house. It's not clean at all, which it, that's not super abnormal in this market. People like just skip the cleaning part of it. Uh, usually if you're like, you know have some kind of empathy for the next person buying your house. You at least do a little cleaning. (laughs) But this place was like an absolute dump. There was just like tufts of animal hair everywhere. The walls were just filthy. I don't even know how you make walls as dirty as they were. Um, And then, yeah, just like random furniture, kids, toys, a bunch of just crap. The garage was full. Um, The garage reeks of cigarettes. Like, really bad. We we still have to figure out a way to, like, fully kill the smell. But it was clear that they used to just smoke in the garage with it closed. And we're just like, whatever. Um, and so there's just, like, tons of shit everywhere. And then there, to top it all off, at the end of the driveway, there's, like, on the showing, we saw their furniture. And they had, like, a couch and, like, a love seat and a matching chair. They just wheeled it out to the end of the driveway and just dumped it there. And they were just like, that's good. So basically they just left all their shit and we're like, oh yeah, they'll deal with it. 
so then immediately i'm just like on the phone with my realtor and being like hey how's it going yeah thanks for the credit congratulations <laughs> uh yeah by the way they left like so much shit here so she's like rate <laughs> having like a rage blackout hearing all this and getting in touch with the other realtor and then she once again says it's like oh they're ghosting me they're not talking to me at all and uh so we're just trying to figure out like we're just hauling out all the stuff that's theirs and just dumping it next to the garage just in a big heap hell yeah okay and then my realtor's trying she was basically like well to the the seller's realtor she was like uh if you don't pay if they are not getting back to you and they're not you know they're not going to pay for to remove all this stuff you have to pay for it <laughs> and so then shortly after that she managed to get in contact with one of them and it was from my understanding the wife and they had split up just as they were selling the place damn okay and she said oh the the husband's he's being difficult was the phrasing <laughs> okay and i'm like well that's he could be an asshole. He still has to pick up his shit. Like, yeah. Seriously. Um, so then we're like, okay. Their realtor's like, okay, we're going to schedule a, a trash pickup. And we're going to schedule the garbage company to come pick up the couches. So we'll, we'll have that all taken care of. I'm like, okay, thank God. Get all of our stuff moved in. Clean out the absolute horror show that's on the inside. It's actually like a decent house now. And then... What kind of stuff was left it, behind? Oh, just like tons of stuff. There was like random furniture. There was, you know, like a kid's bicycle, tons of stuff in the garage, uh, a grill in the on the back deck, a patio furniture, firewood, tons of outdoor stuff, a uh, bunch of tools, uh, one of those gas-powered RC cars, a foosball <laughs> Wait, gas coffee powered? table. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. And Sounds then dope like, as hell. Yeah, you're complaining tons- about a you're complaining about a gift. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's like in the back of my mind, this guy's probably thinking like, "Oh, they'll like this stuff." It's like, no. Well, the worst part is most of it was stored in the garage and literally covered in a layer of yellow dust just from the cigarettes. Corey, you know what I'm talking about on yeah, the smoker's computer at yeah, the yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's that shit. It's caked everything that was in the garage. It's disgusting. Dude, it's funny it how reeks. like you buy a house and they just like don't move the shit out and they're like, "Well, you're fucked. Pay up." But like <laughs> versus like renting where it's like I remember that one rental house I left um I left a a box air conditioner in the window of my bedroom it was the only thing like in the whole house that we left behind um and they charged me like 100 bucks to throw that away Yeah and it's like oh yeah. my god it's like this doesn't fly under any other circumstance Yeah and it's, it's, it's and not it's supposed like crazy. to now Yeah like you're the their realtor is supposed to be on top of it and be like, you got to get your stuff out of there. It had like, this is the agreement. Anything you leave behind is theirs. It's funny how but, like, like if you it, don't care about your stuff, then, yeah, you know, like if anybody ever, it's funny how, like <laughs> how much of like the laws and just like how, like things you have to do in like transactions and dealing with people and whatever. It's funny how much of it relies on you cooperating. <laughs> yeah. I know. You can just like not do it. And then nine times out of ten the other it's just not worth it and the other person's just gonna eat it like whatever it is that you're talking about it's just not worth yeah. it it's crazy like yeah. yeah so yeah so we we get the all this scheduling stuff set up um or what i thought was set up and so randomly on sunday the sunday after we move in i'm just sitting on the couch then my phone vibrates and i get a text and it's like it just says actually i think i have a picture of it 
I want to get the exact wording. Did I send that in the signal chat? I think it must have. No, I got it right here. He said, I can I can get any time tomorrow, period. Just let me know soon. And then, and you say I reply. Oh, you got it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't have it. Oh, actually. I have. Okay. And then you reply. Uh, Sorry, I don't have your number in my phone. <laughs> Who is this? And then he says, <laughs> former owner of your house. Melissa just told me to text you to get rid of the stuff. So at that point, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? Call my realtor and just be like, hey, yeah, you know, all that shit and all that stuff. And like, we had, thought we had a plan set up. The previous owner just texted me directly, which is like a huge no-no in like a house transaction. Like all that stuff's supposed to go through you pay realtors a fucking real Yeah. That's you like just, what they're there And even for. the sellers, they just paid their realtor a fat fucking fee to sell their house, right? Like, yeah. dude, let them deal with this shit. Oh my God. Well, so, I, I like their real. I I can't believe that their realtor was like, "Yo, dude, here's here's the guy's number." That's yeah. Crazy. So basically, from my understanding, or here's kind of the scenario as I assumed it happened. Uh, they're gonna set up the trash removal. The seller's realtor. She contacts my realtor, and says, "Hey, uh, can I get your uh, buyer's number so I can coordinate with him to get like work out when we should do this." She's like, okay, sure. Here's his number. Don't share it with anyone. And she's like, okay, cool. Then I think she went and finally got a hold of the seller and was like, hey, uh, just so you know, you have to pay to have all this stuff removed. And then he was probably like, fuck that. Give me that guy's number and I'll work it out directly with him so I don't have to pay anything. So then he texts me directly <laughs> and wants to, he wants to come back to the house where he dumped all of his shit and just walk around and grab stuff. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not happening. No, not in a million years is that happening. You're not coming back here. This this house isn't a storage locker. Like you can't just leave stuff here and then be like, I'll get to it. And then just show up with a truck and like some good old boys and like load it up and then just, you know, yeet your way out of here. And I was like, no, fuck you. So <laughs> So then they're like, oh I I blocked the guy's number and she's she told their realtor it's like you have to tell them to not never communicate with my client again. <laughs> like that's not how this works. That's not how these transactions go. And uh so then we we do get it set up. Junk collector guys come for the crap next to the garage. Then they're like, "Hey, yeah, we're here for the stuff. It says in my notes that you're the contact for the pickup and then there's another number for the payment." And I was like, "Yeah, that's right." He's like, "Oh, okay." So do I, should I give the quote to you? And I was like, well, once you give the quote to the person who's gonna pay for it, <laughs> like, it doesn't it doesn't affect me in any way. You can just read me the number, and I'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> so they're just about to load up all the stuff, and he's trying to make, get a hold of the num the other number on their sheet. Not getting a hold of the guy. So then they come back and they're like, hey, yeah, sorry, you know, we have a kind of a 20 minute rule. If we can't get a hold of someone for payment, then we just have to continue about our day and then come back another time. And I'm like, fuck. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, so then right before they leave, they finally get a hold of the guy. <laughs> and it was like 500 bucks to just remove all this junk. It's like you could have just saved yourself $500 by just taking it in the first place. Like, I don't understand. So they load up all the stuff. And then the, the foosball coffee table, one of the driver guys was like, 
hey, is, you know, this is all junk, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's all junk. He's like, is it right if we keep this coffee table? Yeah, this like, is what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. You, you like, were yeah. given like a treasure trove of incredible things and you sit here complaining about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not yeah. a, nah, man, not a foosball table. <laughs> not a, it's not, not a like, it was like RC a coffee table. It's literally like you have to like kneel down on your knees to use it. It's like literally like two feet off the ground. And it's not mine. And I didn't want it in the first place. So that's, there lies the problem. It's just junk. More junk I don't want. I have enough junk in a truck that we unloaded. That we still have to like sift through to figure out what we actually want. Like, I don't need another pile of crap on top of that to sort through. That is so a mine. It smells am. like cigarettes. Moving into this house, and this asshole leaves me a, a, a Mickey Mantle rookie card. <laughs> I don't so want tear that. Up and then burn it up. Bullion bars. You know how heavy well, those are. A mint well, actually, condition Superman comics issue number one. And so I had the mover come and grab that shit out. I don't want that. Well. Real talk, though, he left a bunch of stuff that we are keeping. Like, he left, like, an almost <laughs> brand-new smoker. And I was oh, like, hell oh, yeah, yeah I'm keeping That's that. Sick. And, like, so there there has been, and there's been, like, useful yard tools and other stuff like that. that is just yeah, like, I, I, I believe in the bro code. I believe that I'm supposed to, as your friend, support you no matter what. But this dude sounds like the raddest dude of all time, except for the <laughs> fact that he smokes. Like, yeah. somewhere he's on a podcast right now, and he's like... So I'm trying to help this young couple out. They're moving into my house, so I leave them all kinds of goodies. And this guy calls me up. Like a little girl's bicycle and a doll bunk bed set. Useful stuff. They'll love it. Yeah. And this guy makes me pay $500 to get it out of there. And all all of his, you know. He's like, it was too painful after the divorce. I didn't want to. I didn't. I figured maybe they could bring happiness to a new family. He gets no pity from me. (laughs) Fuck Fuck that that guy. Um. And did you then, wait? Did okay. you call movers or like trash people, or did you rent a dumpster? Yeah, like, or like how did that one eight hundred got junk or something like that? Okay, and they just show up with a truck, load up the stuff, and then they go burn it for renewable energy. That's why it costs so much. You see, what's the first race you think of when you say trash people, Corey? Uh, if I speak, big, big, big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that meme? I'm sorry. Who was that again? Uh, I think it was like a soccer coach or something. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If I speak, <laughs> big trouble. <laughs> Dude, I'm putting this on a soundboard. <laughs> Nine seconds long. Okay. All right. I'll look at it real quick. All right. If we're watching it, we're watching. Clearly, it's Eskimos. <laughs> I thought what would be in big trouble. <laughs> So, all right, so garbage piles removed. Excellent. They paid for it. Excellent. Still two giant fucking wet ass, since it rained and snowed, sofas at the end of the driveway. Disgusting. Still Eyesore. now? No. Not oh, anymore. God. Okay, okay. So the Friday we moved in, there was spo- Ace, like, uh, well, the local waste management company was supposed to come. Oh, when it docks the them. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Ace Waste removal that's the name of the company if you are really interested that doesn't show up so over the weekend it's like uh okay maybe they're coming on monday don't pick it up on monday it's like okay maybe they have like a random day of the week that they schedule so we wait tuesday still sitting there wednesday still sitting there they're like fuck it okay we'll call the customer helpline and see if there's even a pickup scheduled and we call them and then they're like, oh, yeah, they tried to schedule one for Friday, but that's the day that we do the pickup, so it's too short notice. We couldn't schedule it. 
And then they try to schedule one for the next Friday, the upcoming Friday at that time. And uh, But you have to prepay for it. And when we tried to call them back to get the prepayment information, they didn't respond. So it was canceled. So we're like, <laughs> what the <Cool>. fuck? <laughs> so then we just were like, okay, just schedule it. And then we'll just pay for it to have it removed. Just so we don't have to interact with this guy anymore. Because he's obviously being a complete shithead. So, yes, we paid for the couch removal. It was actually more affordable than I thought it was going to be. It was like 60 bucks to have some garbage men come and haul off a couch and a chair. Not terrible. Which is fine. That's not... I can I can live with that. If it was over that, I would have been, like, foaming at the mouth and, like, demanding blood. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's pretty much the saga of buying this house. It was... A pain in the ass, but it's a really nice house, and we're all moved in now. We all got our spaces. Can now relax. you're, yeah, you're big chilling. All right, all your shit's big in. Life's good. Just got to unpack stuff, which is annoying. But how um, it is what, what percent is. moved in and unpacked are you? We're pretty far along. I think we're probably like seventy percent. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, we got like all the main living areas are all unpacked and stuff most of it's just my crap like i have i have way too much music stuff (laughs) this just takes up way too much space so i have to like figure out what the hell i'm gonna do to set up all that stuff and then just like in the office i'm recording in now there's a bunch of like just kind of hobby stuff that's all boxed up that we have to figure out how we're gonna arrange it's more like the specific stuff like the kitchen's good the living room's good uh, bedrooms as good as it's going to get right now and yeah all the other areas are, are fine we just spent the whole day raking because they didn't rake at all last fall cool um, there's cigarette butts everywhere <laughs> even cooler yeah um, there's a the, pile of gold that they're going to come pick up soon the roof was shit. like covered in sticks the gutter guards were all like bent up so I spent the day like scraping out shit out of the gutters uh, yeah, just lots of that kind of stuff. Not to mention the seemingly endless amount of dog shit in the back yard. That actually, that, so that must two been, hours that, of cleaning and there's still more. Yeah, there's that. There, it must be unbelievable. <laughs> it, it, it's unfathomable. <laughs> like there's a huge part of the lawn that's just gray from old dog shit oh, that's just God. like weathered through the winter. It's gross, but everything else has been great. And yeah, that's kind of concludes the uh, the saga. Hell yeah, of, dude. Well, congratulations. Well, con- congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. That's huge. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm sorry. I'm mega changing the subject, but I just saw one of the topics that Sam put in here that I didn't see yeah. the first time. The, the Navy SEAL one. <laughs> yeah. Do people care? Yeah, so I was recently <laughs> reading this. I was reading this news article that came out because uh, a per- okay, a person going through what is uh, buds, which is how you get into you become a Navy SEAL. That's like the first step. It's a uh, basic underwater demolitions course, I think, or something like that. Um, and this thing came out. This dude died of pneumonia because it turns out that you know when you leave people underwater and freeze them to death, sometimes they die. True, uh, that will yeah. But the even more than the fact that like he had to be cleared by medics every day to do that. So they messed up. 
because he was complaining about it and they listened to his lungs, which had to be filled with fluid. And they were like, nah, gee, you're good. None of, that's what they fo- None of that's what they focus on. Instead, uh, it turned out that this guy was on steroids. And so, of course, everybody's got to freak out like, oh, my God, the Navy SEALs are on steroids. Now, first of all, I want to tell you something, some, some shop talk from the, from, the, from the source, okay? This is not a secret. Like, if you ever hear in the media that they're like, oh, my God, our SEALs are on steroids. No, it's not a secret. Uh, I did a training, a joint training exercise. And I'm not going to say I was super cool, like, running with the SEALs, but I was adjacent to them. And just to show you how not cool I was, I had to clean up the place where they'd been staying after they left. Needles everywhere, dude. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't subtle. I had to clean up their friggin' needles from them doing this stuff. And, uh... <laughs> Um, and everybody was just like, oh, yeah, they're roided up. They're roided as all hell. And this is my thing. I'm not really, judging our, them. Because our, our elite top level, top 0.01% mega super soldiers are like roiding up. Oof. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine carrying it all. And this no. is my point. This is my point. They're we want fat. Yeah, true. Dude, we, I say let's develop new steroids for them that you can't even get outside the military. Let's jack these. I want these to be like. Captain America level people. They're going out there and they're killing folks to protect me. They want to do it. They're doing it to themselves. It's completely, completely elected. I think the other thing too, I think people hear about people using steroids. I think people think about like 1990s Mark McGuire, like HGH gut. I think that's what people think it is. Uh, But like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And like, don't get me wrong. There is a steroid problem like in America. Like I, I can't, like I work out at a gym with a bunch of high school kids and they'll like lift for two weeks and they won't be incredibly shredded and they'll be like, time to use gear. <laughs> it's like a pipeline. Time for trend. Give me. <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally like, they'll be like, this is real conversations I've had. They'll, they'll come in, they'll be brand new, they'll be benching like 40 pounds and like a week later they'll be like, yep, I'm not hitting 300 yet. So I think I, I got a friend that's going to hook me up with some trend. And it's like, no. <laughs> I don't, I, You're 18 years old. I don't look like Brock Lesnar yet. What the, come on, dude. <laughs> So there's like a, that's like a whole thing. And I don't even know if like part of my real issue with that is jealousy because I just can't justify doing it to myself, but I also would love to be way more shredded than I am. So I don't know if like part of my deep rooted issue with that is actually just like, I want to be them, but I will tell you this, the Navy SEALs, the army Rangers, the green berets, let's roid those mofos up. Let's get them beyond shredded. Let's, I want them roided out of their minds. Do you know that already war is just dropping a bunch of people off into a hostile country and being like, hey, fix it. Sh- kill all the other people. They-, they don't need to be they don't need to be picture perfect healthy, right? <laughs> They're yeah. shooting people and getting shot at. Let's give them every advantage as possible. I'm you know surprised. What? Take that the guns here. away. <laughs> just and, give and them let's Roy be, Rage. And let's be real here. Every single okay, probably not every single. Um 97% of any actor in any action movie where their shirt is off is on steroids. Like, all those, oh, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't blame them either. It's like, oh, I have to be ripped as fuck and we start shooting in five months? <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I have opinions. I have opinions on this. Quite frankly, I think the NF, I, have, I don't know if I've used this joke on this podcast. I'm sorry if I have. Um, I think the NFL would be 100 times more interesting if we just let those guys use all the roids. I don't want to watch normal humans play sports. I can go down the street and watch kids play football at the high school. Yeah, espe- I especially well, I mean the, especially like, football, which is like a like coliseum, like gladiator. Fucking, yeah, yeah. 
I, that'd be I don't think sick. it's a coincidence that the major baseball resurgence in like the 90s was also the biggest steroid scandal in like of all time in sporting history. Like there's no coincidence that, oh yeah, this guy who like batted terribly the previous season, now he's just slamming him consistently out of the park. It's so funny in, in retrospect. Like you look at dudes like Barry Bonds who are like, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't like a, he wasn't like a, uh, uh, light pole or light pole, whatever. He wasn't skinny like a pole. I can't fucking talk. Um, but like that dude, literally, he was just like normal, like pretty fit, like super athletic dude. And then one day he rolls up and he's literally gained like seventy pounds. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, like lit, like oh okay, like nobody. It's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> like back and every then, time nobody like, knew. I don't know. You're like, how'd you do that? They're like, oh, I just ate clean. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh, is that all there is? Oh, ironically, Mark McGuire on the on the Wheaties box. Oh yeah, what's yeah. <laughs> a what's a Wheaties kids? What's well, a baked chicken? I just uh, have a lot of chicken. Eat a lot of eggs. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'll have two eggs for breakfast, and uh, that's it. They all have a steak for dinner. <laughs> that's all I eat. And now also, I'm huge. on the baseball topic, the, I don't know how it happened that that all the pitchers got away with roiding. Nobody, nobody cared. There was no like media. Anybody, nobody cared about the pitchers because like. They were doing it to get butt. They were doing it for like recovery, right? But um, the pitchers were mega roiding, like a- as bad as the batters. But like nobody, you know, everybody knows like Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and shit for the the Belco stuff. But like no, all the pitchers got away with it. It's crazy. Yeah, that and, <laughs> that just reminded me. It's funny. It's funny how like something like the WWE pretends to have like the. PED rules and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like just to like <laughs> yeah, mi- just actually. to pretend that they're a real sport, and then like <laughs> everybody, everybody's doing steroids just to stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, like you're every falling few square years. on your spine every night for 360 <laughs> days a year, and then you're getting on a plane. Yeah, it's <laughs> like there's no way again. you live if you d- unless you're like have some serious steroid use going on there. Dude, the, and I'm all about it. The WWE era of like, well, like what was going on in wrestling during what we're talking, like the baseball era, like at the same time, that shit was absolutely wild. All of those people were literally, like, high on. They were on the perk 24 <laughs> seven, <laughs> and they were fucking. They were all cocaine and steroids, constantly. and they're just like yeah. half like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> they're all hooked on pills. <laughs> Dude, did y'all see Mahomes? At the uh, Super Bowl? No, I didn't see the Super Bowl. No, sorry. Do I have that right? Let me see if that was who it was. The Chiefs won. What's the name of their quarterback? Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes. That was yeah. right. Matt Mahomes. Dude, he his ankle was already hurt when he went into the game, and he rolled on it again and got it smashed. And that and they took him away like during a little like timeout, and he came out high as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Just take some, get back out there, champ. And finish, oh. like, the last minute of that game. That dude was so stoned. They were interviewing him after the game, and that guy was high as a guy. It was so funny. I'm going to Disney place. We were all supposed to, like, pretend like it was fine. His pupils were the size of the moon. <laughs> I'm just feeling really good right now, guys. But anyway, going on about this, I think that it's more interesting. Let's give him all the stuff. Let's see what humans can do. I'm paying to watch it. I'm just surprised people are millions. surprised that this is happening. 
yeah, frankly. I, I can't imagine like, a what group do you of think people, is happening? Yeah, I, yeah. I can't imagine a group of people that I care about. Le- I care less about doing steroids than soldiers. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay, dude. That's, like, that's why they were. Big. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, we've got China, Russia, North Korea. They're all at the gate. Let's give them the ooze from Ninja Turtles, man. Like, I don't care. The, the rules are out the window. Oh, Sam, Let's you posted something. these dudes up. You posted something about, like, the, the Chinese propaganda of, like, of what the oh, U.S. Yeah, like, yeah. of the U.S. are. Dude, that shit is so sick, unironically. Oh. It's the most metal shit they, I've ever they seen have, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, like an anime, like Metalocalypse, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like B, so like what, fucking B2 spirits flying over the F-22s everywhere. That shit is sick. What they're referring to they is make there us was look a so leak cool. of, like, there was some Chinese propaganda about America. And, like, the way to hit us would be to make us look like the fat, idiot slobs that we truly are. The roaches that we are just consuming stuff from across the country and never expecting to face the consequences of our actions. Like, that's that's what would get us. Instead, <laughs> the Chinese draw the most badass imagery you've ever seen. The most incredible pictures of, like, mecha tanks <laughs> and ships rolling across the horizon with lightnings in our hands to attack, like, a lone little, chi- like, Chinese fisherman <laughs> that's, like, standing <laughs> against us with a sword. Base. We do. We look so badass, and it's like my motivation. About I've been running, and I hate running, but I've been trying to get back into it recently. And like part of my motivation, one of my mantras that I tell myself when I'm trying to pretend like I'm not too old, and my knees aren't going to get blown out, is it's like be the American that China thinks you are. Man. <laughs> Just a giant roid fiend. Just a god emerges from the ocean like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it's all that's like actually just a psyop. Maybe that's. Actually, yeah, American propaganda it. that they're cranking out. They're like, look what China <laughs> thinks you of us. Yeah, I true. thought that. Who's going to fact check that, that right? Like, who's going to be like, oh, yeah. actually, China didn't. Let me call Beijing real know. quick and just get a little uh, their yeah. end of the story. <laughs> yeah, it's but so yeah, funny. I think I think uh, you know we we <clears throat> all have dabbled in the 40k universe, and it's not like the Space Marines are clean. Cornbread humans, like they, they <laughs> just completely changed their freaks. anatomy, and I say, let's do it, man. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I I don't want people like me protecting this country. <laughs> I, want, yeah. I want superhumans, man. American Space Marines win. We have the Space Force. True, around the corner, dude. This is this is true. I was uh, I'm still plugged in a little. Like I'm that's that's over exaggerating, and I have to be so careful not to like overhype. I have connect. I know people that are doing hardcore things. I know people. Let's put it like that. And um, they were telling me that literally SOCOM, like Special Forces, the entire Special Operations Command, like across the board, is like freaking out because there just literally aren't enough, like, on the horizon, kids are too fat. There's like not enough, like, never mind getting them in the military at all to like flush out the regular infantry and everything like that. There's like nobody that's going to be SOCOM qualified. There's nobody that's going to be able to get through selection or that's going to volunteer for it, and they, like, don't know where they're going to get Special Forces soldiers from anymore. There's, like, <laughs> oh, nobody wow. coming in. There's, Bio like, nobody coming, coming in to flush it. Test tube soldiers. Coming at you. Clones. I think that <gasps> Send of the clones. Oh, shit. There's already, there's already like, 69. there's already, like, pre-basic <laughs> nice. training. There's already, like, pre-basic training. Where you go and you just your your only job there is to lose weight before you actually go. <laughs> it's an army fat camp. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, and guys? We're gonna, have, gonna, we're gonna hit the pool and we're gonna whack each other pool noodles. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this that that place I promise is hell on earth because they already have your contract. You already can't escape, and you have a bunch of drill sergeants who are some of the most malicious, 
psychopathic people on the planet and they don't even have to teach you anything. They their only job is to make you lose weight. I promise you that place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as you're done, you're going straight off to basic. I bet basic training feels <laughs> yeah. like a vacation from it, man. <laughs> Lord. But I well, think what I'm we're going to see. Join the army. I, I think what we're going to see in the future is uh, there's going to be like you're going to sign up and you can be crazy fat or whatever. And if you like say, yeah, I want to be special forces, you'll just go on like some crazy pipeline that'll it'll add like an entire another year or two. And they'll just take you from being, you know, a fat Middle Eastern. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. Midwestern. <laughs> Middle Eastern. They turn you Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah. A fat Midwestern. Your new uh, name is Rahim kid. Muhammad. <laughs> and they'll just like seriously start like manage your diet and exercise you every day. And then like two years after that, they'll give you a shot at finally going through buds or, oh. or selection. What or are like a professional? What hey, are like sports going to do? If, like I would imagine, they have the same problem. I guess they have an easier pipeline, and more people want to play professional, be athletes. Yeah, the than money join is the fucking military. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's becoming um, a millionaire. One thing you have to remember is that these like Green Berets and Navy SEALs, they make the same pay as people of the same rank. And like fighter jet pilots make the same as like a captain in charge of like a supply room. <laughs> they get some extra pay for like uh, hazard pay and flight pay, but it's not life changing. What are like and their post? <laughs> What are like post special forces career path? Like, what do you do? Like, obviously, a lot of some kind of security or something, right? But yeah, they, yeah, they write books and they <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> they honestly they get on TikTok now and they're making social media empires. You've got your David Goggins and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they also go and work for the CIA. They go and they do projects like that. They do cool. contractor jobs. They do you know they they they're industrious people you know they're believe it or not they're super motivated very <laughs> and, smart and people disciplined as it turns out yeah so they like they go out and they start businesses <laughs> and they have their connections and they're you know they they're always looking out for each other it's it's not a bad club to be in sure but the, it's the same thing as when you hear about any entrepreneur or anybody that's made millions of dollars like the fact of the matter is they got where they are because they're not like you. <laughs> so <laughs> when you ask when you ask what they do after, you know, after like there's that one dude that was the Navy SEAL that became a medical doctor and now he's an astronaut. Like, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. That's just not me, man. <laughs> you just gotta get back on the grind set. Yeah. Grind it out. You just didn't try hard enough. Took a week, it's time to start trend. <laughs> yeah. Why am I not huge yet? I've been going to the gym consistently for like four months and I'm not jacked. Are problem. you getting are you getting definition though? You strike me as a dude that's probably never gonna be I mean, unless you use gear. You're probably <laughs> never gonna be like you're probably never gonna be like an ogre, but you're probably gonna be like super defined. <laughs> <An ogre. laughs> I want the, I, I want see, that Shrek physique. <laughs> <laughs> dude, legitimately that's what I, I have the Shrek physique. Like it's okay, you can say it. That is my body type. How do I achieve it? Tell me. <laughs> You eat anything you want, whenever you want, and you lift very heavy. That's the honest answer. <laughs> all right, excellent. And I, when I say lift heavy, I mean against like all logic. Like you're going to get hurt. I've been hurt so many times. <laughs> like no, I don't, just, I don't really have like any like fitness goals. I think is one thing. Yeah, like I'm not going in and being like, yeah, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be huge. I joke about it all the time because I think it's funny. Yeah. But like I actually don't really I like it's basically like okay I have to exercise either I can run a bunch which sounds like hell or I could just go in for <laughs> an hour or two and lift heavy things for a bit and then go home. <laughs> you strike you seriously strike me as like the body type that's good. You're going to get bigger but you're going to get very defined. 
Like I wouldn't Sweet. be if you work out and I see you like once a year for the mega sode like it has been. My guess is that you'll just have very good muscle definition, which I have zero. I have zero muscle definition <laughs> to the point where I work out. I've been working out since I was 16, two to three times a week, like pretty much consistently. Damn. And I have gained weight since I hit my 30s. Like that's not a secret. Um, but I can still lift heavier than the average person. Um, average person or average person who lifts regularly? I, uh, You never want to come across braggy. Sure. I will tell you, I've never, I've been going to the gym for years and I've never seen anybody else bench what I bench. That doesn't mean that that doesn't exist. Like I know for a fact that my, my max is somebody else's warm up, but in, in, in my town in Minnesota, I haven't seen anybody else's that benches what I what bench. What is your, per, like your best like one time max? A 405. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we talked about this. Okay. Because well. it's the 4th of July thing, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll see yeah, if I can I do remember. We'll see okay. if I can do it again. We'll see if I can do it again this this July. And and I know that four oh five isn't like I'm not standing here beating my chest. There are dudes that bench five hundred. There that I four oh five is a fucking lot. Like I'm not anywhere near that amount of weight benching regularly. Like But all impressive. that to all that to say, all of that was to lead up to the point that I regularly have people come to me and they're like they'll say things like, Have you ever thought about working out? Like people cannot tell that I even exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I never I don't, thought of that before. <laughs> I don't have muscle definition and like I genuinely think that the average person looks at me and is like, That dude should go to a gym. And I do. But I also it's my I eat terribly. Like I'm not this isn't a woe is me, like <laughs> I eat. I eat like a 12-year-old with money. That's my favorite joke about a bad diet. <laughs> That's a good joke. Um, but Tom, on the other hand, I see you coming, and I, I think you'll have really good muscle definition. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm going to be Adonis. Uh, Adonis physique. I strike you as like the uh, the Jesus on the cross look. Oh, yeah. I think that's like <laughs> more of your physique type. That's gonna be, I'm going to hang up a poster. Of, I'm going to get start a home gym and then just have Jesus hang being in crucified. There. And then be like, I one day. <laughs> like, you strike me as the kind of dude that could have abs. You drink your water and you eat your Wheaties. I think you'll have abs. But I like beer too much. That's the problem. That is, dude. <laughs> That's no joke. I like having beers. And so now I have my little spare tire action. Growing into a full set of tires soon, I'm sure. And I genuinely don't think you can outlift that. Like, I think you have to make that choice. I think you have to like decide booze or fitness. Like I don't think that there's any good way to do both. Yeah, and like I think the misleading things for a lot of people that are starting working out is like a lot, especially young folks. Like you're saying with like the people who are like, I'm not jacked yet. It's been a week. It's because they like watching, you know, like fitness influencers who are obviously on trend. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not even oh, close. Yeah. And they're like, I don't look like him, and I'm lifting natural. Like, so it's, I don't know. There's not like you should just work out to to not feel like shit. I think <laughs> that's a very ma- that's a mature attitude though. Like you're not gonna have that when you're 16. I didn't have that when I was 16. That's true. well. It depends on I what was, you're looking for. Out. Too. Like especially like yeah. you're in like a long term relationship. You like whatever like that stuff. Like you're like and you're just lifting for you. I think is different than like Sam, age yeah. 17, hitting it hard yeah. in the gym. Probably like oh, two yeah. totally would, different mentalities. I was the classic story, man. I started working out because I got my heart broke. And so I like re- took revenge in the gym and it was all about like perception and how people thought of me. If I'd had TikTok and there were dudes with six packs telling me that I should have progressed farther than I would have, it would have been devastating. 
at that age. So I, I feel bad for the kids in the gym these days. Now, fortunately, you know, Tom, you and I have gotten a little older now. Now I'm literally doing it because I want to live long enough to see my kids, hopefully plural, like live their life a little bit. And if I eat the way I eat now and I don't do the gym, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And also it just, it's legitimately the time I de-stress. It's the best stress relief in the world to me. I look forward to it. I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. It does remove like a, like a haze of anxiousness for me whenever I get like a good workout in. And then, you know, like, cause usually I'm like sitting on the couch, grinding my teeth, thinking about a bunch of other shit. But like, if I like, yeah. if I go to the gym and come back, then I'm just like sitting on the couch and I'm like, ah, this is nice. And I've gone with my, my wife a couple of times and I don't think that it's, I mean, you can't speak for all men and all women, but I don't think women have that same mindset because I can tell you that I'll be stressed about a hundred things. And the beauty of the gym is when I'm in the gym, my only thing is what's going on in the gym. Nothing else matters for like that hour to two hours. It's like, okay, now I'm going to lift this six times. Okay. Now I'm going to lift this six times. And And I don't have to think about, yeah, I don't have to think about anything else. There's no bills. The house isn't falling apart. There's none of that work, my career. None of that's in there. It's like for the next two hours, I have a list of very simple uh, tasks that I just have to do and afterward I'll feel good <laughs> yeah I'm with you 100% on that it's nice meanwhile Corey's the one of us who's lost all the weight we're all sitting here acting like we have anything to say Corey's the one who lost like 100 pounds <laughs> True. and past, he did on sheer willpower that was sheer willpower that was sheer, wait, that was sheer we ate our way in and now we're starving our way out <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that trumps anything I've ever accomplished man that's so nuts still I just like to actually like lose that way, it's just much, insane. Man. Yeah, I do it. It's you know what's funny? It's it's actually cra- and I'm doing it again now. Uh, well, dude, I went I went like three twenty five to like I think two eleven was my lowest. Um, and then then I went at the beginning of the year I was like two eighty again, and now I'm two fifty. I was two fifty six this morning. If you were like two ten, <laughs> you weighed less than I did, and you're like six inches taller than I am, dude. I which is it's, it's yeah that was like and, and and at the at the very end at like the i remember like the like the 210 220 it, this would have been right around bachelor party time that's when i remember seeing you and thinking like you yep. were crazy skinny yeah. dude it was so it's so hard at that like that far in like the the kind of calorie deficit you have to run to keep losing weight past that it was just it was impossible it was i was eating like 11 1200 calories a day and i would I, it would take like three weeks to lose like a pound <laughs> it was like it was, it was so hard um i don't i think like two probably like 220 230 would be like if i could do that again and just chill there i'd be fine with that well, that's probably how tall are you again uh six four okay yes yeah, yeah. so that's probably a yeah. reasonable weight like that's like a healthy weight to be yeah and even height, I, think. I think and i just just from like how it happened last time i don't even know if i could maintain any any lower than that like it would just be i don't know i would have to like my whole life would have to be planned it wouldn't just be a- like okay i lost the weight now i'm chilling now it would be like a permanent like this is like my life is planned around <laughs> not yeah. trying to go you have to higher. have a fainting couch in every room <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's like the it would be like oh i have to like smoothie in the morning fucking grilled chicken and rice for dinner i don't know like it would be like that it's like the, well, it's, yeah. it's great but like it's it sounds weird but it's kind of like saving money like like trying to do, like like counting calories and stuff it's like like you could be like oh, okay well diet's been going well today whatever oh i'll have like whatever i'll have like uh i don't know like i'll make like some peanut butter toast or something that'll only be like 400 calories but like if the 
if the 400 that you're talking about, that's like, that's what makes, that is all the calories. Like that's the difference between yep. like everything and nothing at all, because it's, it's yep. like a marginal difference. It's not just like, Oh, it's only four, like an absolute number. Oh, it's only 400. That's not that many. But like if, if your deficit for the day is like 600 and you eat 400 cal, like you did nothing yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. It's so, if you've, if anybody listening to this has never counted calories, even if you're in like really good shape, if you got a good physique, it's crazy how fast calories stack up. Yeah. Like that extra little handful of chips that you grab or that <laughs> beer that you drink or whatever. If you're logging all of it and like you let's. So when I'm trying to lose weight, I try to stay at, at, at 1900 to 2000 calories, which is like not that bad. But even then you'll burn through that in like a meal. <laughs> if you're not kidding. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 It's cr- especially if you're really hard on yourself and like count any drinks or like really measure out like the peanut butter you use in a peanut butter and jelly or whatever. You basically relegated like egg whites and tears. <laughs> yeah. I sustain uh, myself with my own crying. I guess I'll just be hungry for dinner again. Yeah, okay. Time for my glass of water. <laughs> and the other thing is um uh, oh fuck, I can't remember. I was just going to never mind. I can't remember now. I was going to add something out of that. Yeah, I I, there's a there's a oh, new sensation I, in the medical community. I do. Hang on, super guy. I just remembered. Oh. Um, the other thing is, is like the grind is so brutal because it takes, it takes, n- absolutely nothing to undo like a full week of like dedicated like actually like being super good following whatever. It's like oh like I went like I went out with some friends and you know we went and got a burger and I had a I had two beers. And it's like okay, well literally pretty much like the the last full week of like hardcore dieting calorie recording whatever is like you're even now <laughs> <It's Yep>. like, <laughs> totally. that is so true <laughs> undid all of it now that is absolutely the idea of the cheat day like is such a lie yeah because you just destroy all of your progress and yeah i hate it because like the first couple weeks you start dieting you'll lose weight really fast because it's like water weight basically mm-hmm. and it's like trying to uh ride a ship out to sea because at first it's pretty smooth and then when you get through that and suddenly you've like starved yourself for two weeks straight and you've lost like half a pound like your weight is point three lower than it was <laughs> two weeks before that that's like the first big wave crashing you back up on shore and it takes so much discipline not to just give up and be like well fine if i'm gonna weigh the same i'm just gonna eat yeah <laughs> like, i mean it's why the, would i it's the same with like weightlifting too because like i've been pretty flat on my bench for like a few months now and it sucks going in and being like time to lift the same amount of weight again <laughs> sure would like a change should like to change it up and lift something a little heavier maybe but I'm just, like just you, genuinely you just can't do it i just don't know anything at all about lifting or working out um like is does every person just kind of have that equilibrium of like well if you're gonna if you're gonna eat like this and work out this many times a week like you're you actually just cap there you can't go any higher or like how, how does that work? What 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 do you do from there? Like, so like resistance training is all about like incremental weight increases and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's because you're actually trying to like physically grow the muscles, and it depends on how you're training. Because like you can get really huge inflated muscles by lifting a certain way, but you don't actually have like tons of strength. Like most bodybuilders aren't actually like super strong; they just look sure. big. Okay. Then there's like strength training where or endurance training where you're like endurance is like I want to be able to like lift things over and over again basically indefinitely. <laughs> um, and then strength training is like I want to lift as heavy as possible. 
So it depends on what you're doing and like that affects how many reps are in a set, how many sets you do, what's the break between sets, uh, and then like what kind of food should you be eating. Um, but it's all of revolves around actually growing the physical muscles that you have in your body in one way or another. So there is undoubtedly a cap to that naturally where like you can train as hard as you want. Like there's some kind of like time balance, right? Cause like if you're in the gym literally all day and that's all you do, <laughs> there's going to be a point where you can't do anymore and you're just wasting time. Like your body can only grow muscle so fast given the sure. fuel that you give it, which is why steroids are like, then you surpass that level. But like the plateauing is kind of a normal thing. Like every once in a while you'll just like hit it and then it'll just, you'll just kind of be flat for a while and then you'll go up and then it, that feels really good, especially after you've been like lifting the same amount of weight for so long. But it takes a while for your body to catch up to what you're doing sometimes if you go up too quickly. Okay, yeah. I don't that, know if Sam has any other makes sense. perspective on that, but that's kind of my No, that was extremely well put. I I, I, uh, I won't lie. I kind of thought you were going to say something wrong at some point, but no, you, <laughs> said, Damn. you, you, said, it, you said it really well. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I don't have anything better to say than that. You, you nailed it. I'm just kidding. I knew you were going to get it right. I just had to be a dick because that's what I do. I push people away because I'm afraid to love. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I hate to love. <laughs> I love to hate. Okay, hey, wait. Can they survive sharing an apartment in Soviet Russia? Okay, there's one of these topics I really want to hit, but it's okay. going to be a story. So I want to super quick go on another one that I 100% agree with and have thought for a while about Venmo mm. being weird as fuck. Venmo yeah. is so creepy. I, dude. I don't. I really. I just like. I. <laughs> I just like totally reject the idea. Of like how I sp- how people spend money being like a social media thing. That's just I just I don't I don't want to know. I like I open up yeah. the app to pay someone or whatever, and it's like I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> like I just, it feels weird. You can get you get like people paying each other for like birth control on that app. <laughs> yeah, it's super. You'll like weird. be scrolling yeah, down, okay. and it'll be like I guess maybe it'll be like a girl that you it, like. It goes through your contacts. So I and I never clean out my contacts. So I have like girls I knew in college and I'll literally see dudes Venmoing them and it'll be like plan B. Thanks for the <laughs> squirt emoji. And I'll be like, I shouldn't know this. Yeah, I guess for people who maybe don't know Venmo, like it's like a PayPal or cash app or whatever, like sending people money app. But there's like a feed. There's like a social feed of like there's, when people yeah. send people yeah. money. And when you send it's somebody so money in Venmo, you have to fill out the field for what it's for. You have to put something there. Yeah. I mean, you can put whatever you want there. I don't know. But like, I wonder how many how many people even know that their sh- that their shit is being like blasted out to like. Well, I'll tell you this: I've met. been doing. I've been doing an experiment on there recently. Okay. Uh, because like I I go on Venmo very rarely, and I'll forget about it in between. But whenever I go on and I see that social app, it's so it's so invasive, man. You like see people pay each other rent, utilities, like back for like baked goods, whatever, weed. People are so open about that. And so I'm with you. I don't think a lot of people know necessarily that they're sharing all this information. So I have been like on a renegade path for, I'd say, about the last two weeks. And you can comment and like these things. What? Yeah, this that's is how even social weirder. You can? That's... You can like and you can Hang comment. On. And I've been doing it on everything in my feed. I swear to God. I've been liking and commenting on everything <laughs> I, 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 I can, I can yeah, see. Keep going. So like... 
you know, and so do you like paid utilities? I'll be like, I'll, I'll like it. You can heart it. And then you, in a comment, I'll be like, hell yeah, keep those lights on, bro. <laughs> God. And like, you can turn it so all of your transactions are private yeah. and not shown. Mine's private. But it's Mine's on private. by default. And lots of people yeah. can't be bothered to do it. So like, I'll like scroll back and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that time two years ago when I paid $15 to Corey for pizza. <laughs> it's like why is that there like who is that supposed to be for me or like what what's the purpose of this whole thing like why i don't know why there has to be a social aspect to that at all i don't know well who thought that was a good idea you or can't like, comment oh my god did you think i was making no i just i can't i don't know why would they that's, let you do that's this? weird well it's weird that anyone can comment you would think like okay the person that you pay they can comment but like you can just like, hey, I like pizza too. <laughs> like what the fuck? What's the point of that? <laughs> like, send me money. <laughs> okay, I I just don't know what they're thinking. I don't know like I don't know whose whose bright fucking idea it was that like this had to be like a like a Snapchat like whatever cool like it must not so- notify people thing. when you do that. Like there there must not be notifications because I've been commenting like I said for two weeks and nobody's responded. Yeah. Or liked or blocked me, so I guess like they don't know that. <laughs> oh, wait, it's how how well do you know these people? Uh, maybe they're just like totally standoff ignoring the, it, you. It really it really does vary from people that I know extremely well to people that I haven't okay, talked fair. to in like seven okay. years. Like it does, <laughs> and I've I've been trying to consistently comment on everything I see, <laughs> just until I get some kind of response. I wonder if people like see that and they're like, oh shit, I gotta private everything. Has it I'm like? Sh- I would. Has it slowed down say, at all? Like the posts and I, everything. It's funny you say that. I was just checking. I was just curious, and since I I forgot about it actually until we started recording this, so it's been like probably three or four days since I've been on there, and there's only one new thing. So either I am getting blocked, or people have realized that they're public. <laughs> Gabe, that's so funny. <laughs> I blocked him on Venmo. <laughs> Dude, having to so block are- someone on Venmo is so funny. <laughs> We already know. We already know that I have a weird reputation with most people, especially since I spent most of my twenties going out of my way to make people uncomfortable. So now, just imagine like it's been seven years on Venmo Venmo of all apps. And I'm like, I know this guy. Why is that pizza? I hope that pizza was extra fresh. (laughs) Was it? Did it get there hot? Was it hot and ready? One kind. There was what. There was one person I was like, pepperoni, question mark, and then I did like the yum face. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only pizza I eat is pepperoni pizza. Uh, This is how you know I'm in this is this is a telltale sign that you can tell that I'm at a a phase in my life where I don't have a very demanding job as opposed to like the last three years. Because I do stuff like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. Okay, I have one topic that I want to hit. Yeah, do it. I don't know what you had. I have one that I really want to hit. And this is honestly, I meant to open the episode with this, but congratulations on making it this far because I really want to know the answer. This has been keeping me awake at night. Where do pimps come from? <laughs> like what's like the career path? <laughs> they graduate yeah, we're from like Pimp fam- Academy. We're, we're all familiar with pimps. They're the people that, that, that help prostitutes. They're like protection and pay. And yeah. they beat the shit out of them and they notoriously treat them terribly. Yep. How do you, where do, do you like... Do like elder pimps take yeah, on apprenticeship? Apprentices? <laughs> I'm an apprentice pimp. Do you just have to like do know they're... a lot of prostitutes? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's the natural way. Like women who want to prostitute, they'll be like, "Hey, will you protect me and, and keep money?" But then you'd think that they would treat them better. 
Like you'd think that like if that's if 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 the the pimp is dependent upon the prostitute like for employment, that would shift the whole dynamic, right? But the pimp seemed to be in charge. Yeah. And I want to know like yeah, how does a true. budding young it does, it does seem weird. Do the do the pimps just like walk through the streets at night and look and, and like listen to hear any like eight year olds slapping their parents their moms or whatever and they're like or sisters and they're like, You got a good backhand. <laughs> He's getting scouted. <laughs> that's that's recruit, so funny. I want to recruit you to the big leagues. <laughs> like that is it like a twenty-year deal. Like I really. What's this the is, minors this is like a real of gen- pimping? This is a real is, genuine. Is that question. like strip like, club, like floor manager? Yeah. Like what is, where did these <laughs> pimps come pimping. from? <laughs> like if I was determined to be up. a pimp. And I don't mean to make light of, like, the sexual abuse and all of the horrible things that come with prostitution. And I know that that's probably how this comes across. Because <laughs> I know that, the, believe it or not, the sex industry is not super chill. True. But I am yeah. super curious. I am There's a lot super of unsavory about, characters like, and practices, as it turns out, for some reason. Because, like, even drug dealing, thanks to watching The Wire, I know a lot about that business. You start out as a corner kid, right? And you kind of move yeah. your way through the corner ranks. Boy. Can we get The Wire? Get the What's right? Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a good... Yeah. I would I would watch that. That's content. A feather? I don't know. <laughs> what do you call? <laughs> the is it like competitive? Are there like six six try like six slots and only one? Is gets there like, to become, t- like yeah? The is pimp? there like territory for for hooking like there is with like dealing drugs? There's got to be. Is there, there like? Has to be. Oh, it's the, you, be a that's comp- the, is, that's uh, that's Dave's corner. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't just like your stuff over there. Corey, I know you know this game. You know the out of the park baseball game. Yeah, is there like one for pimping where you can like <laughs> trade up and coming prostitutes and like you know like are there free agent prostitutes that are up? <laughs> yeah, is that like the only way to become a pimp? True, is you have to find like women. It's like willing, a contract like, year for like <laughs> you get to put up really good numbers and get paid. Are pimps like wholly organic? Like, do they just walk through the streets and gather up women and they're like, "I'm your pimp now"? And like, that's just how it happens. They just lure them into like a, a warehouse and they're like. It's so like I'm a, your pimp now. <laughs> so, well, I mean, unfortunately, in Europe, that's kind yeah, of unironically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of exactly. <laughs> oh, you escaped North Korea. Congratulations, you're a whore now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> where's, the, where's the sad horn? Wow. You, oh, yeah. you get like the eight-bit game over screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's playing in chat. I don't know if it crossed over to record. <laughs> no, I don't. Wait, was that will. a was? Hang on. Was that a Discord sound? Yeah, oh, I mean, it was. Okay, I didn't know that one was. I'm sorry. I thought you had that, that queued one. up on something else. Okay. No, that would be funnier. Because then people could hear what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, just In imagine Discord, a really a funny sound now. effect. Yeah, and then laugh. Your viewer. Yeah, and then laugh. Thank <laughs> you. Please clap. <laughs> Please respond. But yeah, I mean, there's no. there can't be anyone who's like, in sitting in his elementary school class with Mrs. Johnson, she's like, "All right, we're gonna go around the room and we're gonna talk about what we want to be when we grow up." Uh, I want to be a pimp, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, bitch, <laughs> I want to get my hose, my stable together, and I'm gonna pimp them. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next child, Susie. And, and on top of that, how has social media? And the internet changed the pimp game. True. Because I, like, I bet those hoes get up. They're throwing shade on Twitter at each other. Yeah, I bet. Well, no, I'm saying I bet the hoes get uppity. I bet they're like, I well, I think I think we can... know how. That's, that's you get like the Andrew Tate types like running like the online. Oh god. Like that. I think that's what pimping is now, right? It's like all cam. 
I, I think so, yeah, now. probably. Yeah. I mean, there's more money in it. You never have to go anywhere and, and do any actual work or beat anybody up for so, not so paying. How, it's all so, it's all transacted through like websites and stuff, right? So how do you psychologically like destroy women enough to so that they feel like they need you to do that? <laughs> I don't oh, know. They just do the that to brothers. themselves. I don't know. Seems... That's 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 <laughs> the art there. Like, cause right now, unfortunately, like this isn't like a, a I hate women or whatever, whatever the beta. Like I don't remember the. Uh, What's the thing? The really sad dudes that are never going to have sex. Oh, the incels. Yeah. Incel. This isn't like an incel thing. But right now, if you are an attractive woman and and it doesn't go against your your values, you can make a ton of money on OnlyFans or streaming or whatever. It's really easy. Like, (laughs) if you're hot, you're going to make, like, there's women out there making millions of dollars a month. You can field of dreams it pretty hard. Yeah. If Um, you flash it, they will come. Literally. So, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's brilliant on so many levels. And by that, I mean it's a jizz joke, and I love it. <laughs> um, so where, where like, the the women that have all the assets, all the power, everything that the viewer wants, how does another dude, like, creep his way into like, that? Inject, like, inject, nah. yeah, just, like, middleman that whole thing. I have no idea. I actually don't know. You need me. You need me. You need to give me some of that money, and I'll, like... I guess give you a room, and, and the thing, and the thing is, the crazy thing is, uh, I remember like trying to read up like like what the Tate stuff was, like what was going on and what they're getting charged for and stuff. Um, the I don't understand. Like you're saying, like I don't understand how like a third party like is able to like inject themselves in here. Like like what value are they adding? Um, yeah, and not it's like it's, it's not only weird. It's like pretty common. There's like a lot of like cam management, like people making money, just like oh, have it's super big, common. I, where why yeah i don't <laughs> i don't understand there's a no like cam is like it's, 20 dollars yeah I, and like i mean like you're saying like pimping like i understand like the need for like another person here like i i get it right it'd probably be useful to have like yeah because because if somebody decides that they want to you know choke me to death at, yeah like, a someone around killer. who like knows where i am and what i'm doing and like or they don't want to pay me like yeah i want somebody there that's gonna yeah you know, i've thought a, a lot cup. about whoring I've thought a lot about the logistics of whoring myself, and no matter what scenario I run, <laughs> Just it's better if there's somebody it. in the van outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want wild. that second person. Uh, but yeah. but yeah, why the fuck would I pay somebody? I'm on a fucking webcam sitting on my bed. Yeah, but online you have to you get you get the money up front. Yeah, <laughs> like the money is the access, right? Like, if I had uh, well, any way actually, to make a million, actually, okay, it might. I bet it works. It might work something more like this. Like you get recruited to do like cam stuff or whatever um and like the person who recruited you is paying you up front and you're just like starting out right and you don't have anything yet and so like give you exposure it's just like a regular job yeah i think (laughs) so so they're they're probably paying you like you don't have a following or any whatever you don't have anything going on and like they're paying you up front and they're like no time to perform whatever gotta get my money back like it's probably something like that Jenny, um, nice work with the Hitachi today. I don't know We're why. Considering I, you for a raise. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't just go out on their own, like you're saying, and do it. Um, maybe, maybe there's some super sick formula on how to like make a ton of money in no time that like these management people have down that like girls can't figure out on their own. I don't know, but I don't know either. All I know is that if I was making a million dollars, like a, no a, a month, there'd be no point in my head where I'd be like, I should get somebody else in on this. <laughs> I need help with this money. <laughs> like, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of sad psychology and all kinds of other aspects to that that we're not considering. Uh, sure. I'm, but, yeah, I mean, this is yeah, you know, it's not typically the, the uh, purely traditionally purely, like, speaking rational and healthy and yeah. like 
Oh, it's not yeah. typically the healthiest career path. It's got. Do you think, honest to God, because I've thought of, this is a legitimate thing I've, I've posed to myself. If you were like the hottest girl ever, and like everything you had, everything you needed, and all you had to do was like be naked on a screen, and you would be making a million dollars a month. Do you think that that's just easy money? And do you think that you'd be clear? Do you think it's it'd suck your soul a little bit? Well, isn't that like who's that one? Or is that one uh, porn star who's like a is she a sports commentator now? Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know. Sorry. I, I really. Um, I, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not joking because my wife might listen to this. I really don't know. <laughs> no, it's like wow, what's her name? Oh, Mia Khalifa. Is that right? She's a sports commentator. Uh, I don't now? know. She does something that's. She's not doing porn anymore, and she's like been on the record saying like, yeah, it like fucks you with you. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Turns out like okay. you know doing that for like, that's all you do. It like destroys your ability to like perceive normal things that's what i kind of think i would kind of think so like it there's got to be like a weird layer of something on your soul when you've got like the weirdest creepiest dudes like commenting the nastiest stuff to your naked body like as your whole life 24 yeah there there probably is some kind of like perfect blend of like personality types stuff that like you could do yeah. it and you wouldn't give a fuck and you'd just be chilling but like that's Shameless probably people. Al- yeah that's probably almost nobody <laughs> realistically but i don't know i don't know for a million dollars a month do you think that I, that's that's like i mean like it probably would mute your soul a little bit but like i don't know how long would you do it for for like a year well that's what I'm saying. I, you I do that do, for three I, months i could probably year, do anything yeah. for a year yeah for a million dollars. Especially if I was isolated. If it was all online and I was isolated. And like, and everybody in there is like, what are you going to do when you have to go to college and all that? Guess what? Colleges right now, if you have money, you're getting in. I'm sorry to tell you. Like with the way our education system is right now, that whole weird fear they implanted in you that you might not get into college. Like when we were in high school, yeah. right, boys? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't exist. That's not real. No, no. Anybody with a pulse can get into college now. <laughs> yeah, there. I don't There's understand. No it's vetting. so funny. Looking back from eighth grade through graduation, man. Yeah, like they the hammer you. Just hound on it was, you're going to have to yeah. know cursive for college, like when you're in <laughs> second grade. And it's just like, I and when li- it came time to get into college, because I had like money, like from the army, like I had the GI Bill, like I didn't, I had people like scouting me, like, hey, come to college here. <laughs> like nobody ever asked me for ACT scores or anything like that. Yeah, I, I really think it only. I don't think it matters if you're, if you're trying to go like a to like a some kind of like elite like top school or yeah. something. You're trying to go like some crazy business school or uh, some like music school or some like Ivy League, or, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you want to be like a advanced computer Ivy engineer. League. Yeah, or you like MIT like, or Berkeley or something uh, or like. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we didn't really answer the question. Where do pimps come from? I don't think. I don't we think know. we know. We I think that's the point. I don't know. I'm a little bit surprised just because Corey usually knows everything. I expected him to be like, well, actually, actually it's a yeah, very they're... complicated combination of I think that I think that falls under street smarts. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> street. Well, listeners, if anybody out there knows where pimps come from, <laughs> I, I really want to know. Okay, where do pimps come from? It is thought to come from the 16th century word pimper. <laughs> Thank oh, you, okay. Google. That's what I meant. So when they were developing the idea of the pimp, they were reading like 16th century literature. Damn, this shit is deep. <laughs> I want to do. Oh I want to pimper that girl over there. 
pimp. Now that's a sophisticated way of saying it. I don't know how to. That, I don't know what accent that was supposed to. The word oh. pander, meaning to pimp, is derived from pen, pen, pandurus. Pandora's box. Pandora's box. Pandurus. P a n d a r u s. That's a good base. Pandurus country. is a Trojan aristocrat who appears in stories about the Trojan. Okay, I'm too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm too deep. <laughs> okay, Sam. One more time. This is one I wanted mm. to hit because I heard something about this, okay. but I don't know anything. I just know that there is drama. Tell me about the Superior okay. UPS store. Oh my God, we got to pull it up. Okay. So, the Superior. There's a. Everybody knows what a UPS store is. The one in Superior, Wisconsin, is actually nuts. Pull up Superior. Yeah, it's the one at the, the uh, strip reviews. mall with the Super One, right? Yes, and the owner just does not care. Right now, they're sitting at a ranking of a rating of one point five. That's on Yelp. 2.2 on Google with 181 reviews. And just pick pick a review, man. Pick pick any review. All right, uh, so I'll just read the very first one. The man that owns this store, Jason, turned my stepfather away and said we are banned from the store because of a Google review I left seven months ago. He lied and told my stepfather that I recently caused a scene in his store. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Uh, there's some better ones here. Uh, Jason, the owner, this one's five days ago. Um, okay. One star. Jason, the owner slash manager of this location, is an absolute nightmare. He's rude to customers, and about the products that his. Hang on, this is, uh, I'm gonna. I have to like parse this from average Google literacy. Uh, yeah. He's rude to customers and about the products that his store has to offer. Heaven forbid that you have a question about shipping or how the process works. The level to which he is in. Oh, whatever. It's just like that. And then I, he's the owner is replying to every one of these reviews. <laughs> Oh yeah, and he's he's a gangster, man. The the responses from the owner are the best part. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm looking at the response to the one that you just were reading, Corey. So this is this is what the owner said in reply to that uh that complaint. The only the only one lying in this review is you, ma'am. We have no signposts of that kind. It appears that you also have the mental illness for making such a post. Grow up. <laughs> Good luck going to Duluth. You are not welcome here at our center, Superior. How has it like UPS corporate been like, all right. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Here's one. Here's one from a week ago. Shows zero respect for anyone who slightly ad- disagrees with them. Ableist and racist remarks are common in the this review thread. Don't waste your time. And now the response is, your review simply corroborates everything that I have always said about our business. You don't seem to get it. We offer our services through the processes that we exist in. The way these services must be done to have a good experience. There is no disagreement. We are the experts. <laughs> He's like Judge Dredd of doesn't packages. Give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. How did, is, did this just get like brigaded oh, recently? Wow. or? Here's one. Here's one from a week ago. Racist and all-around awful person. UPS should yank his franchise. Well, look who has such a strong opinion. No one cares about your clueless lies and blind accusations. You should stay off public forums altogether. You make yourself look stupid. Yikes! Damn, this guy's in the trenches. This dude's like in there, man. This is like what he does most <laughs> of the day. It's gotta be. <laughs> Why would you yeah. reply to all of these? You have mental illness. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I feel like did this get like brigaded on like a Facebook page or something? I feel like there's like a ton of new reviews here. I would like did all of these people have the same bad experience very recently? 
I don't know. I I there was one I read recently where it was seriously like uh, I was trying to find it, and maybe I still will. I'm scrolling through it, but it is really hard to find. There's one where he gets pretty straight up racist. Like do the, it. Uh, the girl was like. The girl like has um, dreadlocks and she's like, this was terrible, blah, blah, blah. And the dude responds and he's like, dreadlocks, more like shitlocks. Go smoke some weed, hippie. <laughs> like, that's a real one. Oh, that's well, yeah, a that's real so one. Funny. Dude, Mike M. I'm a trying ago, to find five it. stars. Absolutely love that the owner stands his ground and doesn't whine like most people on here. Comments are historical and I'm glad he has the opportunity to clarify the issues. <laughs> Response from the owner. Thank you, Mike. You sound like a very reasonable person. I think you'll find most of what you read online anymore just isn't true. Which is why we continue <laughs> to do good business. <laughs> uh, oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> Some short guy tried to kiss me. And I'm just not like that. Jeffrey, this review is nothing short of bizarre. I agree with that. <laughs> Neither me nor any of the staff would ever try to kiss anyone. Now I'm starting to wonder if there's another side to this. Because that is really bizarre. <laughs> uh, I can't find the dreadlocks one. That was the one I was looking for. Yeah, you said it a does, picture of I it, think, I think. I think you're right. I did. I, I had it. And I think I deleted it from my phone. Um... But yeah, that I that if I had to guess, that one got pretty uh, viral, and I think that all these other reviews we're seeing are an exp- uh, uh, response to that. I'm looking, I'm searching in I'm the, the archives. Yep, yeah, um, anybody listening to this, if you ever want to have some fun, just go check out uh, UPS in Superior, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to go there and ship something just to see Jason. I think that'd be great. And then if you could do some follow-up, like some follow-up content about what it was actually like. Do you think he's like uh, the anti-Richard from Domino's? (laughs) Dude, the absolute legend. (laughs) Uh, It's a little inside joke whenever we'd order from Domino's it was always the same guy who made the pizzas on the app for years yeah Richard is making your pizza oh here it is here it is I found it oh shit where'd it go okay um so it's a very long review from somebody named Crystal basically she says for the love of God stay away from here I've had nothing but awful experiences and I tried twice uh, my fiance is African American with dreadlocks, and I am one that does his dreadlocks. The man immediately assumed my fiance didn't have an ID for him to do the notary public. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Uh, and the response from the owner is I'm not, this is word for word. Yo, 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 mammy. Jeez, I've heard of dreadlocks, but shitlocks? Nobody cares about your sob stories. This is probably the single dumbest review I've ever read after five successful oh years in the God. business. Your insults are t- your insults are terrible, and they will not phase us. We will continue to strive to serve our respectful customers to the best of our abilities. Lay off the weed. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's brutal. Man. That's so bad. That's the one that drew me to the story. That's so funny. Cheaper. <laughs> uh, so, if a little bit of insider knowledge, my sister uh, is actually one of the biggest like shipping owners in the area. That's how. That's what she does. She has three stores. Okay. And apparently this UPS store in Superior is always trying to sell, like trying to get out of the business. So <laughs> I think the dude's just miserable and <laughs> wants to cash out. He's trying to burn it down as fast as possible. He's like the Joker. 
What if we just insult the customer? <laughs> Why do we have to? The customer isn't always right. Let's rethink this whole business thing. What if we just told people to fuck off? We're going to kill uh, our reputation. What are people going to do? Drive 10 minutes and go to a different store? <laughs> They're too poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. we should probably talk about Switchfoot at some point. Yeah. We probably should talk about I would about say Switchfoot. we should probably start winding this down. Yeah, yeah let's do Switchfoot yeah. right now. <laughs> Music reviews, mu music reviews, music review time. Damn, that won't make it. <laughs> <into the interview. laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so the album that we picked for retro music review. Sorry, I was <laughs> typing. I can't type and talk. Um, was uh, the beautiful letdown by Switchfoot. Came out in February 2003. This is like if you, the like the most primo grade A weapons grade nostalgia that exists. This is like yeah. it was like this album. It was this and two left to make a right by three do were the only albums I physically owned on CD for right. like yeah. years. Um, and it's funny. Because now in retrospect, after all the shit that I got into between then and now, they're probably the only two bands that I listened to when I was a kid that are actually good. <laughs> that actually hold up like at, at all. Um, I So like, Switchfoot, I guess is like, they're not really too much like any, they weren't, they weren't like what we were talking about last time where like, in like that era of Christian music. Nobody actually cared about making good art. They, they, it only mattered to like check the box and be like, oh, we have Christian Eminem and uh, Christian uh, Blink-182 and whatever. Like they just, it, the boxes had to be ticked. It didn't actually have to be good. Uh, yeah. And like Switchfoot was one of the things that kind of broke that mold where like they were just kind of doing their own thing and it was pretty cool doing their own kind of like alt rock, kind of garage rock almost, like more refined than garage rock, I guess, but like that kind of thing. Um mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just good. Like the beautiful letdown. I, I, it's their best album for sure, right? Does anybody? I don't uh, know if anybody's super up, into Nothing a sound. I'd I'd throw up as that is actually maybe maybe their top one. That one came out right after. Uh, Old Gravity is pretty good too, but I don't think it's on the same level as these those other two. But beautiful uh, letdown is definitely a very well. We can get into it. We can get into it. Let's go around. Actually, I want I want to hear from Sam because I know Sam like that's there's is where the disagreement is. Because I know Sam, uh, do you not like this album or not like this band or not? I I don't remember. You're about to you're about to see something that does not happen very often, my friend. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you some background. I have a very weird relationship with Switchfoot, um, in the fact that I won't lie, I hated this notoriously like hated this album when it came out. I was a straight hater. On the beautiful letdown, I hated Meant to Live, I hated Dare You to Move, I hated the band, um, but like, but that's not entirely fair because I've actually liked a lot of their songs. I love Stars, I loved Oh Gravity, I loved. Uh, there's one I don't even know what it's called, but it was a really good comfort song when I first got in the army, and it's this one where he's like, "It's my birthday tomorrow, no one here could know." Let that be enough. I bet that's what it's called. And uh, so 
like I've liked things they've done, but for whatever reason, I just hated this album in particular. I don't know why. And so I avoided it. And then I listened to it because it was the assignment for this, uh, this little music club we do. And I am 100% willing to say that I was wrong. This is a great album. Hell this, yeah, these, dude. These yes, guys, another I, believer in the fold. I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like it's made any like playlists like the I mean the song that's really good is The Beautiful Letdown in yeah. my opinion. I really yeah. I really yep. like that song. Um but even Meant to Live is actually a really well-written song. And consistently they're really cool in the way that they what I respect about them Every song from a production level, they were trying to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. They were trying to make the songs memorable. They were trying to do some interesting sonic stuff. And it's very refreshing to hear an album. Like, this dude was clearly depressed when he wrote this. <laughs> was, like, trying <laughs> yeah. to pick himself up. And instead of going, like, My Chemical Romance depressing, it's very weird to see one that's written, like, Nah, this is my life. I'm gonna make it count, and and it's kind of like that that faux motivation. But there's something really nice about that. Like in a in a very pessimistic, cynical world, maybe it's just with age or whatever. But I really liked such an optimistic album that is just so different from everything else you hear anywhere. Um, and maybe that was more common in 2003. It's definitely very uncommon now. Yeah. You don't have anybody else. I feel out like it was more like, common in like this kind of music. It was like this kind of like like musy style, like kind of rock. I don't know. I can't think of any other similar bands off the top of my head, but like like I think Muse is fair. Like style music where like it's like it's a bit more upbeat. Um and like they're like doing cool stuff and it's like um kind of like a warmer sound just in general on like everything and it's not like there's no like crazy crazy musicianship going on uh or like super super like over the top like lyrical themes or anything it's just like it's just pretty chill yeah the saying describing it as warm is is i think apt it's like feels good to listen to mm-hmm. you like you don't like feel like you're being reminded of some horrible thing that's yeah. going on in it's, the world it's also produced like really well Oh yeah, yeah. This is like I w- listening to it again. I was like, yeah, this is one of my favorite mixed albums. I think of all time. I really love the way everything's arranged. I love the production on it. Is really really good because like, especially okay. So like the beautiful letdown. You know they have that like canned hip hop beat that kind of goes yeah. in the background. Yep, that's a very '90s thing. Um, tons of '90s music use that like same kind of like drum loop type stuff in the background. It's super common. But then they like break out of that. And then, you know, like when the whole band comes in and then the guitar is like, where, where, like that whole transition, I think is like brilliantly done. And, uh, yeah, there's just, there's so many tracks on here that re listening to. There's a couple like, like goofy ones really too. Good. Like Gone yeah. is kind of just goofy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. More than fine is very upbeat. It is. I like adding to the noise. I think that's like a more underrated one. I oh, really that was like a good that song. song. I agree with that. Yeah, that was a good song. And uh, interesting, like like we've talked about this on the podcast before. Early two thousands, late nineties was like pinnacle evangelical Christian movement in America. True, like the very peak yeah. of influence. I think it's only diminished since then. I think you know it's important to talk about the timing. Two thousand three, we were still very much in the shadow of nine eleven. And I know that sounds like a statement out of nowhere, 
But this is when like, like you had Green Day American Idiot coming out and like a lot of really politically driven stuff, sort of like it was when, when Trump was in office. And this must have been just like a lighthouse in the middle. This must have just been a beam of pure endorphins to the people that needed it, having something like this in, in that time frame. Yeah. And <laughs> the interesting thing, one of the interesting songs on here is Ammunition, I think. I like this song a think, lot. If you think in the yeah. context of when this album came out, it was like peak influence of evangelical Christians, basically. But the TV there, preachers, there was like, there was always like yeah. the pearl clutching and like the like the martyr complex for a lot of people. It's like that was like a super popular religious movement, and there's people that are like still clinging to somehow being oppressed in some way, or like why don't people like us more? Like that kind of whole thing was happening. Yeah. And ammunition is like counter to what a lot of other Christian music was saying at the time. They're basically like, we're the it, we're the problem. <laughs> like, the, you yeah. don't realize that we're the ones that are causing all of this is our way we behave, which is not something That's, you would hear during this. No, time not yeah anywhere. That 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 was a That's very way ahead of take its time. in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. I was I I was that was that really stood out to me. I was really every time a song would come on, I'd be like, oh, this doesn't suck at all. <laughs> what was my problem? <laughs> um and i loved the fact but the the themes just like ammunition the things that they tackled in their songs were awesome and it was almost like anti-punk like i don't know how else, that's that was Anti- what i came I like away that. feeling like it was like it really was it was like anti-punk music is <laughs> <laughs> it like fuck the world it's like we're kind of fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah and we're and, and it's up to us to make it better <laughs> like and I really do think that the reason why I hated it so much was because there's no way to pretend like Meant to Live wasn't super overplayed. And I do oh, think yeah. that that is. <laughs> so was, and um, Dare You to Move. now the most Dare annoying song. Was yeah. Like, yeah. Every, wasn't that on a walk to remember? <laughs> I, I don't know. Might have there, been. A couple of Switchfoot songs were definitely on that album, I'm pretty sure. Or on the the soundtrack to that movie. Like, But yeah, I think the di- local Christian radio station played Meant to Live and Dare You to Move and 24 like all the time. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Dare You to Move and This Is Your Life are the ones that I heard a trillion times. Yeah, I actually yeah. like those songs, but they're not, I don't think those are super replay high value songs. They're, it's not mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I feel like there's other, there's other songs on this album that you could have played 10 million times and it, I wouldn't want to like... Yeah, Run myself down in the street. Like, to this day, when I just want to listen to something that's like a nice blanket, I'll put on the beautiful letdown. Like I think that's one of the most beautiful songs I've heard. It's in really my nice tenure yeah. on this planet. I really like that song. It's very very and I didn't nice. And I literally just heard it for the first time, so it was very cool. I, I'd never heard that song before, and I was like, okay, I really like this. I see why they named the album after it. Also, smart move for them, like for as far as longevity goes, not slapping you in the face by saying Jesus every other word, like every other Christian really? band seemed to want to do. Like them and like Reliant K didn't really shove it down your throat. Well, they did early on, but like later on, they like backed off, and then now they're still going. Like <laughs> that can't be said yeah. for a lot of basically. You're like relegated to the Christian circuit after a certain amount of time, or like being a worship team at like a mega church or something. That's like <laughs> yeah. the, that's the end of your band if you're like a a capital C Christian band. Like, like I, they had artistic integrity outside of just being Christian. Yeah, right? true. And they're still they're still going at it. Yeah, new album 
well, I guess it was four years ago at this point, I think. I would say that that's probably the difference between being a bunch of Christians in a band and being in a Christian band. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. There's, there's a huge thing when you're just, like, using your principles to write music that doesn't betray your beliefs versus trying to make money by cashing in on other people's beliefs. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just as soulless as, like, secular <laughs> yeah. uh, music is at that point. So it's like it's 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 just refreshing to see, especially coming from that um that era and growing up through that and that being my early life was so heavily influenced by all that. Having yeah. somebody that's like in that same realm but not talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And just like this hey, very, here's some a, just good music. It comes across as very sincere. There's a sincerity and an honesty to it. That is missing from a lot of music in general, especially the Christian theme around or the Christian scene around 2003. And, and that's what's shown out immediately to me. I was like, man, these guys really believed what they were singing. And on top of that, they were enormously talented. And their producer went way harder than any Dan, producer I, needed I, I know, for speaking any of the pro- I, I know why they sounded so good now. <laughs> why is why? that? Here's uh, some other records uh, that this producer was uh, engineer, mix master, producer on. Uh, Selena Gomez, Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> oh, nice. Street, Jimmy Eat World makes so boys. much sense, actually. Andrew WK. That does make a ton of sense. <laughs> I love Andrew WK. Um, <laughs> that's pretty sick. Okay, well, that's... Treasure. How did they get this guy in a studio? What label was it? Oh, this album came out on Columbia. Oh, really? How yeah, did they get so, it? such I mean, a big deal? Where did this band come from? Well, it's, again, peak influence time. Like I it, guess so. Like, yeah, this is at, this is around the time where record companies are like, "Oh shit, Christians are the only ones actually paying for CDs." Yeah, that's so they, true. Like, yeah, up and all like, these other little studios. Reliant that were, like, K the... was on Capitol Records, I think. Right? Uh, they did. They were event. They were eventually on one of the major labels. I know that. Yeah, they started on Tooth and Nail. Yeah, the Toby Max. I think is that Toby Max or is? Oh, yep. I'm pretty sure. Or no, yeah. Toby Max is Goatee. Oh, I, yeah, I think they were on Goatee, because I think Toby Mac has a cameo on their first album. As, like, the yeah, guy okay. on the phone. They've been on, like, you'll never have a song about Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I, I, I Let's that. see, Marilyn super Manson. quick history lesson. Did you know that Marilyn Manson Ain't My Girlfriend was about Katy Perry? I did know, know that. That's a true story. And actually, uh, Matt Tyson wrote... Uh, or Wrote and produced a couple of Katy Perry's biggest songs. Yeah, they dated like a long time because Katy Perry was a Christian artist. And then she like, quote unquote, sold out. And that's how she became super famous and like betrayed the Christian theme, the the Christian scene. Mm. Oh, wait. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Roland K did. They went Anatomy of Tongue in Cheek and Two Lefts Don't Make a Right. And then they (laughs) they rocket shipped straight onto Capitol Records (laughs) from there. Oh, my gosh. That's actually insane. (laughs) I don't know that that I think that the, the, that progression actually makes a lot of sense because the, the those two albums were great. Two Lefts Don't Make a Right was a fantastic album. That's true. I see, I think, if I was if I was a Capitol Record d- yeah. executive and I was trying to tap into the Christian market and I heard that and it was at the peak Blink One Eighty Two time, that's the easiest signing of all time. Yeah, and then let's see, Five, <laughs> they made, five mm-hmm. Score was there too. Yeah, mm-hmm, and Five Score were on Capitol. I don't know. We're forgetting us slow down. That's not even the matter. I think we're they might have independently that. produced that one. If okay. I remember right. Okay. Uh, anyway, Switchfoot. Yeah. Wait, who are they yeah. with now? Yeah. I'm kind of curious actually. I I went through a few years ago, like two years ago maybe, and um, 
kind of went through their whole discography in order just because i was like i only ever listened to this album and um nothing is sound i never really heard anything else uh i i'm not really like the the biggest fan of the stuff they went on to do after that but i think for myself hello hurricane is probably the last very switch footy sounding album i i would agree with that yeah i think vice versus they take it in a little bit of a different direction fading west i don't really care much for i I don't know if i've listened to where the light shines through but um yeah they wrote a song called float that i really like and that's on where the light shines through okay and i liked it so much i actually learned the baseline to it and i'm not going to say that it's a great like i don't think it would appeal to everyone i personally it's on my workout mix since we've already talked about the gym this episode i really like the song float like I said, I've liked Switchfoot songs. Oh, Gravity is an absolute banger. It You're not going to tell me it's not. And Stars, that song, like, yeah, that Stars song goes is, hard in the paint. It's really good. <laughs> that song goes hard. That That's song, a great guitar. I remember going into yeah. a Walmart, and that song, was the music video was used to sell HD televisions right when they first started making <laughs> yeah. TVs. That's funny. Um, yeah, well, let's talk more about Beautiful Litton. So should we go track by track, or is there, we just want to hit the highlights? I know we talked about a few tracks already. I think this is Corey's album. What does yeah. he want to do? Uh, let's mean, go track by track. Sure. To. Okay. Um, right. Meant to live, number one. Probably that's like very, the that's like the best way to open the album. Yeah, and that's like that's the song has everything that's on the album in it. Like yeah, except maybe I guess some of the, kind of the more like uh, electronic sound stuff that they do later. But like at, like everything that's every this song is it is it is a good representation of the whole album. It's like a good single and they it got played seven trillion times. I will um, say even the, during that time when it was on the radio all the time, seeing it live when you hear the riff because they don't play it as the opener for the concert. Yeah. But like when you hear it, you're just like, "Oh, snap." <laughs> and they, it also I, side note really they put on a hell of a show. I, I I never got to see them. I kind of wish that I did. I believe that actually, based on the stars music video. Actually, I believe that they probably put on it. Yeah, he did show. this thing. I remember. Uh, it was the first time I ever seen it. It's kind of a common thing, I think. But um, there's a part like it was like a long breakdown end of a song thing, and he grabbed the guitarist guitar and he would he sang into the pickups, which you can do. It's very faint, but then they had like a ton of guitar effects on. And it sounded okay. like really like ghostly and ethereal. It was super cool. <laughs> that is really cool, actually. Yeah, Meant to Live used to be nails on a chalkboard to me. I hated that song. Like, truly made my blood boil. <laughs> Going back and listening to it, it's it's a great song. It's very well written. It has a great guitar part. Um, I've seriously eased up on it. I think it absolutely deserved to make them the millions of dollars it probably did. It's, it's a fantastically written song. I'm sure this album had to have gotten like certified something. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, it was everywhere, man. I'm sure at the minimum it was gold. I judge all this stuff oh, by double Fuse platinum. TV because yeah. that was. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna I, say there's no way it wasn't platinum for sure, especially with like the market being people who actually pay for music. Two point seven million. Live was on records. every other song on Fuse yeah. at its peak. <laughs> I can I can see him punching through the wall for the music video. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I saw it so many times, dude. It was every five minutes. I'm telling you, it was like, I probably would be an astrophysicist now if I hadn't burst so many blood vessels because I hated this song. So <laughs> Lower his, his IQ were like 40 points. Okay. Track number two, This Is Your Life. 
kind of like it. Ha- wait, that's the one that has like the the beat boops at the beginning, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it has the low bass, like the. Well, that's a bass. Oh, I thought that was well, like some sam- sample. It's either it's either a bass I'm or a bass sure it's, synthesizer. It's, okay. Yeah, it's a bass synthesizer. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm okay. reasonably. I sure. mean, it could have been. I, I guess it could have been a bass, like super effects to hell. It could be a bass with a pedal and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I, my, my first thought was that it's like a digital. It's thing. a that that intro to the "This Is Your Life" is really good. I like it. It sounds like it's that, gonna be like a dour thing. Like the song sounds like it's like, oh, yeah. we're getting nitty gritty now. But I like, like it, melodies they, like that where you you don't get a sense of. Like it's like ambiguous timing and stuff, and you don't really get a sense yep. of what it's gonna sound like until everything else comes. In. I I like that kind of vibe. I like that a lot. I get off on that real hard. Um, I'm not gonna lie. That's probably my favorite kind of intro to a song is when you don't know. Like the four chord progression going hard to open a song, really I dull out to that pretty quick. Something like this. Like this. By the time I got to this song, when it, on my listen through, I was like, wait a minute, do these guys have moves? Is this like gonna be a fun <laughs> thing to listen to? And um, I. I really like. I usually don't care about this stuff at all, but at the really good vocal melody and like the whole song, just I, I, all the parts I think flow really well, like the vocal parts, um, which usually I'm, not not intentionally, but I usually am not really paying attention at all to to vocal stuff. It's usually like guitar, drum, bass stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, shout out to John Foreman. That guy yeah. has like a very distinct voice. You could like pick him out of a lineup real easy. Yeah, he's got a solid identity for sure. Star power is what they call that. And Charisma. then uh, song Moxie. number three, More Than Fine, I think is like the first like really upbeat, like major chordy kind of song, yeah. I guess. Uh, that one also has kind of like the Muse, like like funky intro. I don't even... Did they ever tour with Muse? I could have seen that. I, I could see that. It would uh, be a I'm very interesting this. backstage dynamic. Muse but they were both really big around the same time. Literally when I hear More Than Fine, I'm playing <clears> in the background <throat> right now. I just think mm-hmm. of playing PlayStation in my room <laughs> 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 and just listening to this record uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> um, uh, Ammunition, the next song, uh, another that's that's another one. like really good intro. There's like the like the the yeah. really like distant uh, room mic like drum intro, uh, and then the bass, and then I think is the I think the guitar, I think when the the guitar part starts i think that's the first thing that's like cl- i'm like finger quoting the first thing that's like close to the listener that isn't mic'd from really far away i could be wrong yeah maybe the bass it is, is in your face uh yeah it's like super no, the piano's face. distant the bass is yeah pretty yeah, distant. yeah so like and the, then yeah it just like slaps you that's well, the, the, that's the, gotta right, be all right the producer, before whoever that dude was yeah i'm sure that was right idea. before the drums come in you can hear right when they hit the snare and then the cymbal, that's when the drums come in your face. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is yeah. right. And then yeah. it like, brings you right into it. That's, I yeah, like that a really lot. Well that's executed. super cool. I, think, I actually think this is my favorite song on the album, Ammunition. I wouldn't blame you one bit. It was, it was the This Is Your Life Woke Me Up Ammunition was when I was like, okay, I actually really like this. I was like, this is amazing. Um, and that was after more than fine kind of lost me a little bit. So there was a little bit of a dip and then ammunition came in and I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> and then I realized what they were singing about, which I don't want to repeat that. We already talked yeah. about it. And I was like, man, this was way ahead of its time. And then the next song, Redemption. Which, oh, I have oh, I'm sorry. Dare you to move, dare you to move. Um, <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I, this is <laughs> dare you to move. I think, I think I'm just sick of it. I, I, <laughs> I listened to it again just for the sake of listening to the album again, but like 
it's like another like ballady kind of like this is your life kind of song. Um, yeah. I don't. I I think it. We had the same thing a couple times when we were in a band, where it's like this song is actually we kind of just rewrote this other song, but this one's better. We yeah. should probably just not do that one anymore. I think I I think Dare You to Move is just a not quite as good. This is your life. I don't know. Maybe that's just oh me. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say basically the same okay. thing. Honestly, it's not a um, bad song. I still... but they just kind of did it already. I want. I kind of hate this. Okay, song. and I think it's just because <laughs> it was overplayed so much. I uh, that the, that the way his voice is dare you to move. I can't do it still, <laughs> and I even like the dude's voice. But this song, I don't know if it just triggers a lot of my like uh, baggage from growing up in the church. But so, there's this song, and then there's like I want to be your hands. Oh yeah, I want to be. Oh your my feet. god! Like I have a lot of like. <laughs> Racing me, I'll go racing <laughs> Dude, me. Dude, you unlocked that memory. <laughs> yeah, oh. these two songs trigger that same kind. Of, I don't want to make it sound like my childhood was traumatic, but everybody has stuff that like is heavy, like when they think about their childhood, right? And this "Dare You to Move" is definitely one of those like, like that's the baggage claim. I got off the plane, and this song is playing on the little carousel that has my suitcase on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dare you to move. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever did anything where, like, if you ever went to a big youth thing where, like, all of the they'd, they'd bring you around, they'd say that you were going to hell for masturbating, and then usually they'd play Dare You to Move, and then they'd get you to, like, adopt a child from Africa through one of those Feed My Starving Children things. Oh, yeah. That was, like, <laughs> yeah, that exact order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the exact order of things that would happen. And every time it'd be, like, a video of a person in a canoe, like, going down, like, the Congo, and they'd have their hand in the water, and it would either be, I want to be your hand. I want to be your feet or it would start there and then eventually go into the slow motion and be like the church going up into a focus shot of the sun shining through like a church made out of broken boards and cardboard and be like I dare you to move I dare you to move they'd be like <laughs> drop 10 bucks off in the bucket on your way True. out or you hate Africans like that was literally like how it was <laughs> alright uh, not to derail the whole ahead. conversation I just randomly got a text from Shay that she just asked, when were you born? Like, what time? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why do you need to know that? <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> oh, okay, funny. the next song, uh, Redemption. I think this is another, like, the, the, the whole song is the vocal melody. There's, like, not a whole lot, gone, not a whole lot going on musically. Uh, your man, John Foreman's carrying the whole thing. Uh, carrying it really yeah. well too. This is almost. This is kind of like a. It's funny going back listening now. Uh, Tom, this is kind of like a Stephen Wilsony kind of song, like a Porcupine Tree kind of song. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm high. Yeah. I yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah. It has it's, the. It's, it, it has like the strong acoustic guitars that stay like throughout the song, which mm-hmm. is a very Porcupine Tree thing to do. With mixed in with all like the drums and the guitar. And yeah, it's very vocal melody focused. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like my music like, stuff is coming full circle now. Me getting into like the the Stephen Wilson dead rock kind of stuff. It all started here. It all. <laughs> you're <laughs> true. At, you're uh, at dad age. This my is probably friend. the most Christian song on the album. Oh yeah, like, I hundred percent. Yeah, true. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say outside of what's already been said. It's a good song. It's competent. 
the next song. I just really want oh, to talk ahead. about the next one. Yeah, like, beautiful letdown. Yeah, the this the titular awesome. track. This is my favorite. This, I mean, it, I'm sure this is a very like common opinion. I, I don't think this is special, but this is this is easily my favorite song on the entire. It's one of the least listened to songs on the album. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm going through it right now on uh, as we're talking on YouTube. It's are you saying and actually ammunition is is pay-views. one of the least listened to one? Like I guess the music we like is just not what's popular. Yeah, I guess so. Damn. <laughs> but the the intro to this is so good. The slow, slow bass kind of like easy yep. going. With like the, yeah, it the hooks sample. you in right away. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just kind of comes in humdrum, and he's just like, like he's telling a story. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's, it's like just, it's like it's almost not even a song yet. It, yeah. <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. like chilling. It's that's it's like the a, waiting room for the song, but it's like super chill. That's such a great way to put that. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Holy hell! Then you get the gang vocals. <laughs> I don't belong here. And then, dude, if I'd heard that as a teenager, I would have really liked this band because I really like that now, and I'm not too different <laughs> from then. Like I could have seen myself vibing to my room, being like, I don't belong here. I don't belong. <laughs> but then when the guitars come in, when like the whole swell yeah. happens after the 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 other beat is layered on top of the other drums, mm-hmm. and it's like where where that's like yeah, I, I'm listening. It's to so it It's right so funny now. how how much the presentation matters, um, because like if you broke the song down into its parts, it's like any other, even like Christian music at the time, it's like any other like twangy Michael W. Smith or whatever like song. Um, but like it's so it's it's like so much better than <laughs> yeah. I like it's this song is like so much better than the sum of his parts because like yeah I don't know I feel like um like the execution is so different than like what is actually going into it I don't know if that makes sense if I'm phrasing that yeah no oh, yeah no, absolutely I get what you're saying yeah then there's the part where all the instruments cut out and it's just like uh like church choir yeah vocals that's really good that's all acapella. I'm really surprised that the song isn't more popular. I really like it. Same. Well, um, the next song. Oh, wait, did you have something? It goes to Gone. No, I, I don't have anything. On to Gone. Yes. I like Gone. Gone is kind of goofy. I do too. Um, and it's just, it's like the most like straight up like in its like in its message, <laughs> it's the most like uh the least hidden meaning one uh, it's just like it's all in the chorus i don't know um i really like this song it's like a it's like it's almost like an old like a five iron frenzy song or something tom it's just yeah, like kind of goofy this song definitely has is carrying that 90s vibrance to a lot of like pop rock from the 90s yeah it has that very like yeah. positive like very bubbly um excited yeah, still optimistic. <laughs> I, yeah, I like feeling. that Des- describing it as bubbly. I like that. There's, I can't there's like a new this, wacky noise was... being played like every nine seconds. There's like yeah, some lots like of samples of random yeah. shit. <laughs> I can't tell if this was trying to rip off Toby Mac or if Toby Mac was trying to rip off. That's it. a good. Sh- I didn't. You know what is funny? You oh, say yeah. that now. It's what's super the, obvious. What's the song? Uh, fucking. Oh my god! I know what you're gonna say uh, on Diversity. The Toby the Mac one. song. There's one that sounds yeah. like the same. The car one is that the? <laughs> Do you know what you were thinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wait, you never know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, also called gone. True. 
That's what I was is thinking. This the same Maybe that's why I connected. General the two. message is the same. I think melodically they're really similar too. Actually, they are super. Mm-hmm. Which one came? Did this first? come out before? I think this, this came, came out, out before Diversity. Pretty sure. Let me look it up. I think Diversity was two thousand five. Well, I mean, also, and we can just kind of look at the two people. It was 2004. <laughs> Which, um, Uh-oh. I think oh. we can just deduce. <laughs> Diverse City was a 2004. We can deduce who ripped okay. off who, because yeah. Toby Mac is yeah. a hack. <laughs> like, he's just like a known hack, and we know Switchfoot is pretty so, legit. <laughs> to be clear, Toby Mac, the beautiful letdown broke out into the mainstream. Toby Mac saw Christian Act doing that. He listened to the album, and of all the incredible things he could have picked up on, <laughs> he listened to Gone, and he's like, "That's that's the, the one. That's gonna get. That's gonna be huge." <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. He was like, "Ah, that's the one we got to imitate." Apparently, according to Wikipedia, I, I just saw, my eyes saw this randomly uh, through everything else. Apparently, uh, many people interpreted "Meant to Live" as a critique of the Iraq War. <laughs> Oh, I told you, dude, that just solidifies. Y'all went so quiet when I was like, this album was made in the shadow of 9-11. Oh. Maybe y'all don't remember. <laughs> 9-11 painted everything for like four years after 9-11. Well, I honestly think it altered the course of popular everything. music. Like well, everything yeah. shifted. All American culture and downstream of that, all of the world's yeah. culture. Yeah. It all became much more serious I, and dour. Yeah, 2003, I promise, was still very much in a everything was, was in the shadow of 9-11. Like, to a crazy extent. Like, American flags outside your window. Uh, let's support the boys overseas in a huge way. George Bush was probably, his light was probably just starting to fade. But, th- yeah, 2003 was very much like living in the Iraq War, the War on Terror, 9-11. That was like... Basically, all that was going on, the financial collapse that followed. It's tough times, man. True. I think saying that we were meant to live for so much more was a commentary on that is a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was like direct. I, I think the Christian message probably outweighs any political yeah. one. You've got you've got system of a down writing, uh, you know, <laughs> why now I said the poor? You've got. You were meant to live for so much more. Then to shoot like those A-Rabs. <laughs> that was the original lyric. Yeah, they had to change it last minute. There's so much more to invade for than oil. If you check yourself. All right, the next uh, song. Ballady. Uh, on fire, I think actually. Yeah, yeah, it's like a ballady. Oh, another ballady type song. Oh, I miss her. I thought I thought you said something else. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, very ballady, very almost not quite, but it's almost like country esque. Yeah, you could definitely do a country cover of the song; it would sound pretty natural. Yeah, now, it's not quite there, but I think it's close to that. Um, this is, I think, this is like a not remarkable song. It just kind of is. It's fine. Yeah, it's. Fine. I don't like ballad switchfoot very much. Yeah, same. yeah. Generally speaking, when they try to slow it down and try to do, I mean, this is the same on Dare You to Move. I don't really like them when they're taking themselves too seriously with absolutely no like reflection or anything involved on it. I think the, when like, like the only exception to that for Switchfoot is on nothing is sound. They have a couple of slower songs that seem more genuine on fire. Sounds a little less genuine. My, my yeah. My let that be enough is a great is, is definitely probably a ballad song. And I think that's one of the, one of the more beautiful songs I've heard. 
Uh, if you're ever feeling lonely, try to give that song a, a listen. It's helped me through some tough nights. Uh, the next song, adding to the noise, kind of kind of gone esque, like another just like yeah. super upbeat, kind of wacky, like goofy. Yeah. I really like the song. Fun. Yeah, um, kind of like maybe like Weezery almost. Just kind of it fun. is kind of Weezery. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that Weezer esqueness. Not quite as uh, neurotic. Neurotic, yeah, or like it's, sloppy, it's in a, but it's, like it's in a good missing. way. It's Weezer without the pocket protector. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like the song. Uh, it's not like amazing or great. I just like it. It's cool. It's fun. I would say, I would say, yeah, this was... I don't know if I missed something in the final ones. I don't think so. I, I'd say this was the last song that I liked. I think I that's like, fair liked. too, yeah. Like I, I, mean, like, cause, I mean, we could just go. The last one is, is 24. Yeah. Um, is it... I'm trying to rank the ballads in my head now. I think I might like this one the least, actually. It was just noise. It was static. Twenty. I like this. I kind of like the second half. It maybe is like a little bit too praise and worshipy, in like the whole like. I think the chord progression is in like the melody is super praise and worshipy. Um, it's a very Goo Goo doll song. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the second half. I think it takes too long to get there. Uh, but it's not. It's not bad. I just. I don't particularly care for it. Yeah. And that is the album. All Indeed. 11 songs, 44 minutes and 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. All that's left is to rate it how you would rate it now and how you would have rated it back then. Um, I feel like back then it's always the same. It's always like a four or a five, but it probably would have been like a yeah. four. I did like Reliant K way more back then. Yeah. But I think past me would have given it a four. I think now... I'll give it a three now. I think it's a really good album. And I think like there's a lot to get from it, revisiting it now later, more so than just musically. I think like thematically and stuff, it's really interesting. I think, um, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, that was it. I'm sorry. I didn't have anything more. Um, I think I'm kind of the inverse, actually. I think when I was younger, I didn't like how many slow songs were on the album. There was just like the highlights. I actually didn't really like Beautiful Let Down when I was a kid. I remember skipping that track a lot. I pretty much listened to Meant to Live, Ammunition, Redemption, and Adding to the Noise and Gone. Mm-hmm. And those were like the big ones. Like I, I, and I remember listening to all the other tracks. And this was like this was one of the only albums that was like my CD I had. But I think now I would probably give it a four. Like there's a lot of there's a lot going for this album and I think it's just like a very interesting like piece of that era and I think it it stands out and it holds up really well mm-hmm. and offers like kind of a window into that that whole early 2000s Christian music scene like something that was like not like subversive they weren't like trying to take down anything but they were just not the same they were subversive by not being everybody else at the time yeah uh-huh I agree Sam, past uh, you, current you. Yeah, undeservingly, back in the past, I would have given it like a negative three. I never oh. thought they were the worst band or anything like oh, that, I but I definitely, I would have thought that they were bad. I, you know, wouldn't have given it a fair chance, and I was really up my own ass about music and the industry. I mean, honestly, talking to myself at that age would be so insufferable. 
um, about anything musical because I was a punk rocker, like a real one, writing songs about saving my virginity for marriage. And I really (laughs) wish that I was kidding about any of that sentence. Um, Now I would give it a two. I think it's a good album. I have no nostalgia to like cash in on for it. And I think that's why it's down a couple points from you guys. But I respect it's a really strong two. And there are some songs, you know, like like the beautiful letdown that are really, really good. But uh, the ballads for me, don't put it like in that uh, what you would call like an elite ranking of three plus. Um, but it is really good. I respect the hell out of it. it. Totally turned me around for how I thought about it. So it was a good listen. It was a fun surprise. This is the first time I've listened to one of these and had my opinion changed. Cool. Yeah, I, I was kind of I was okay. I don't know about expecting. I was interested to see what like the uh the hot takes were for why you didn't like this album but he changed his mind couldn't handle the smoke i don't i don't think i don't think like <laughs> i'm kidding i'm, I'm not trying you. to say like i'm not trying to think like there's i'm not trying to pretend like there's an integrity to what we do here like i'm not we're not real journalism <laughs> i'm not trying to do that but i don't think that there would have been any way i could come in not and, and not be like the biggest douche on the recording and be like no nah, man it really does suck like i just Anybody who listens to this, if you're listening and you can't think of something positive to say, I don't think you're being objective. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. They put so much work, and some of these songs are so well written that, like, I don't know. I couldn't come in here and be like, nah, I was right. It sucked. And 16 year old Sam, 15 year old Sam, 14 year old Sam, whatever age I was, probably 13, 14, whatever, isn't the guy that you want to stand up for <laughs> when it comes to taste. <laughs> so. We're all in the same boat. I used to only yeah. listen to The Who and ACDC. I went through my senior year of high school. I basically listened to Ray Charles and Johnny Cash. There was a, a probably like a I was year and kid. a half period where I only listened to Metallica. That was it. Exclusively. There was a time where I'd have been like, these are the only real musicians. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose Ray Charles and Johnny Cash specifically because they were different races and different foundational musical experiences. And I would have lectured you for hours about how <laughs> everything else was just was just derivative of what they laid down <laughs> and it's not even it's not even a correct opinion if you know the history of any of those artists yeah, that's so it's funny. so funny it's so funny it's just so i was so confident in it and it was so wrong that i anybody that studies music will get a laugh out of that so <laughs> yeah i'm not much better now but i like to think i've at least taken one step forward same. I used to be pretty insufferable about music in high school. I remember. Um, yeah. So that was beautiful letdown. Excellent album. Who's uh, next? Whose turn is it? I, it's Tom next. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. So I could go two ways, and I'll let you guys pick. Hit me. Uh, so one is an album that I used to listen to on my commute to school all the time. It's very distinct and uh, unique. And for some people, probably too weird. <laughs> um, and the other one is probably the one of the best albums. I still would put it on the top of most lists of music that I've listened to, like legit one of the best albums ever written in by my ass. It's gotta be the second one. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show. So it's, it's gotta be yeah, the second one. I agree. They both like influenced my taste in music. Cause they, I listened to both of them around the same time. 
Okay. But I want to so know we, what the first one is, but I want to do the second one. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll, yeah, I th- I think, I'll yeah. say the second one and then I'll tell you what the first one was. Okay. Uh so next week your homework is to listen to uh Forget It Not Slow Down by Reliant K. Hell oh, that's going to be yeah, such dude. a treat. Oh, That's not even a chore. I, lis- I listen to that all the time. Yeah, I know. The same. <laughs> but it's it's it fits the mold. It's like that's, that is yeah. what defined what I think <clears throat> good music is in a lot of ways. It's um, a fantastic choice. God, for it's that. so good. The other one was We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank by Modest Mouse. Oh, shit. Oh, that's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. yeah it's like it might be a little weird for some people but there's like i mean just like a quick partying the sensory miss the boat we've got everything march into the sea Uh dashboard fire there's like so many excellent songs on that album little motel i don't even need to look at that i know modest mouse is just my jam man i and that album i i like uh good news for people who love bad news just a touch more but that album was absolutely fantastic too yeah i think i would have liked good news for people who like bad news more if that would have been my introduction to the band like this is the first yeah this is the first cd i had was that we were dead before the ship even sank that's totally fair yeah they're both i mean i don't even know how you'd rank them they both have so many strong points man i would have been fine either way i would have if you if we keep doing this long enough eventually i'm gonna throw a modest mouse on there that's not what i have in line next but i mean probably the one after Mm-hmm. So we'll get to Modest Mouse. <laughs> for sure. And yeah, there yeah. there'll be a joy to talk about. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Forget Not Slow Down. Hell possibly yeah. my, possibly my favorite complete work of music of all time. Um just an excellent excellent album by my estimation, but we'll all listen to it again, reconvene and discuss further next time. Uh, when you said it was going to be weird, I thought you were going to pull some weird ass stuff out like the recording of a guy hitting a stick against it's gonna be like a Lecrae album. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting Modest Mouse. Yeah, Lecrae, that's a name right there. (laughs) Just Modest Mouse because I knew a lot of people that thought like they were off put by the vocalist and like some of the tracks are a little weirder than others. I don't, I yeah, like the fly or whatever. Uh, (laughs) oh, fly trapped in a jar. That out that song, yeah. Man. It's just a bunch of buzzing That's, and like, like pinging n- against. Nothing glass. shows me like the age ga- the, the age gap between us. <laughs> Unfortunately, more than that, because uh, that album is an army album for me. There are some albums that are that were definitive of my time in the army, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah. Well, they took like such a long Forget- break before "Strangers to Ourselves." I actually never realized that. Forget not slow down. When did that come out? That seems like that. I know the time is. I remember lie, but when it came out, like... I didn't like it because it wasn't like two left, don't make it right. But then I, I guess I kind of grew into it as I matured through high school. It came out in 2009. So I was like okay. a freshman at that point. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, I was, is, uh, I was still in the army, but I was on my way. This out. is content maybe <laughs> for the next, for, for next episode. But like, I think Reliant K more so than any other band has the most like has like the smoothest and most like logical progression from music styles from like album to album you can draw like a perfectly straight line like they never like totally shook everything up it's like every the, al- the game was collapsible lung which was like way out that's of true field. I, guess, I was gonna it, say it took yeah. a long time to break the trend a long time to break the trend of like each next album just seems like the logical progression from the one before it's not like 
Well, collapse running off in any weird directions. Like they did that like ten times in a row. Where like they're they're not doing the same thing, and they're not like being crazy, like totally changing directions. It's just like it's a very smooth like arc. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, so listen to it. And if you don't, I'll be personally offended because you're missing out on something truly wonderful. True. I could probably do that review right now. I don't even Yeah, I could True. probably roll straight into Same. it. Like, but it's I'll, so listen, fresh. I don't but I'll listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to it again. That's Like I said, it's not a chore. I got to drive to Moose Lake tomorrow. I'll listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, well, what did we learn today, boys? Yeah, I was going to say, we've been going for two and a half hours. Uh, well, I learned that the water is only about knee high, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> That's a good call. Uh, I learned that if you want to tighten up your budget and save a little money, the best thing you can do is uh, get haunted by a Jewish ghost. True. <laughs> uh, I learned that if you want to write good music, first some terrorists have to crash planes into a couple of towers in your home <laughs> country, and then, uh-huh. then some, <laughs> then the good stuff comes out. Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised we didn't get better music from Trump. We got too preachy with Trump. Because yeah. Trump should have inspired like a lot of it went the opposite really way, good like punk <laughs> music. Yeah, I think we got too preachy. Got too we got a lot wagon-y. of like Yeah, we got a lot of weird like uh sellout anthems and like where was Green Day during Trump? What, was, what were they <laughs> That's doing? That's a good point actually. Where That's were a they? Or really <laughs> like today's Green Day. Like what band would have taken the mantle that didn't Yeah. Like that never really happened. I'm saying George Bush gave us American Idiot, which was a fantastic album. I, I don't know anybody that would disagree with that. Yeah. Like, where would... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> they had rehab? It broke, it it broke everybody's <laughs> brains when that happened. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, stay hard, America. Stay hard, America. Stay hard. Hard? Uh, hard. Oh, harder, please. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, we didn't mix- Who did I find out? We didn't do a what did there's you learn about else- pimps? Damn, missed opportunity. Oh yeah. There's something. There's somebody else that says "Stay Hard, America," and I don't remember who now. We're, we're, there's somebody else infringing on our brand. Or are so, we infringing on their brand? Nah. No, them. we parallel thinking. We were here first, Crappa. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, that's our stance officially and legally. Yeah. We want you to get hard and stay hard. Don't listen. We're the Pringles. They're the uh, disc chips. Disc chips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the same disc chips. Okay. I'm, we're Transformers. That's Yeah. The classic. G1. Classic Coke. Optimus Prime. Bumblebee. Yeah. All right. We're, we're Fruit Loops. They're kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. That's True. a real one. I haven't heard of disc <laughs> chips before. What? I haven't heard of disc chips. No, I made that okay. up. That was... That was off the dome, which is way more clever than I've been for like the last. Because that years, could be so like an Aldi find. That's... Like, here, have some oh, disc absolutely. chips. <laughs> anyway, some fold crisps. <laughs> we should probably pinch this one up. So, yeah, it's been a lot. Stay hard, and we'll see you next time. Tell a friend if you want to. Whatever. See you. See you. Bye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>